I know we haven't talked. Uh, do you <laughs> look good, prefer going by Jacob or Jake? Uh, Jacob is good. Jacob. Jacob? Okay, perfect. perfect. Yeah. Jacob. It's, it's not a not a problem either way. If you say one or the other, I've been called both by about pretty even split in my life. So <laughs> no, no problem if you've got a strong preference. Uh, it, nah. We'll see how it flows. I mean, right. I, I might be slightly inebriated. So if you listen to the show, that's a standard theme with me. So yeah. I was I'm bummed. I'm uh, I'm in my first week of doing a 75 hard. If you've ever yep, heard of yep. that. Um, yep. And so. I would normally, especially given uh, it's you know ten forty five for me, I would happily be <laughs> joining you on that. But uh, week one of trying to uh, get back in challenge shape um, because one day they are going to call a mid thirties year old super fan and bring them on the show when they get yes. truly desperate, which could be around any time now. Dude, so. they should. They really yeah. should though. Like what? What? Like that would be how fun would that be for them to do like a super fan season? You know what I mean? And then like, you get like, like, like the goats, the vets, you know, the CTs, the bananas, whatever to like coach, you know, and then they like draft like a team. Yeah. Like that would be such, I would watch that. Well, they've Fresh done it on three with fans. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly what well, it is. And they've done, it's not like they haven't done it on other shows like survivor. I know Tony's talked about it. Yeah. They've done two on survivor already. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then they've done kind of like a shoot off on that on Big Brother. I think it was season 13 or 14 where mm. they brought in like Janelle and Dan Giesling with a to new coach. cast and they were like a coach. That's yeah. right. That's so. right. I do remember that. And then but didn't they wasn't there wasn't there something like that for like uh, I can't remember if it was like real world or road rules where it was like they casted like fans or viewers or something like that i can't i can't remember viewers that. revenge yeah on road rules yeah, yeah wasn't was brad's, uh, brad's ex-wife was from that one tori hall tori hall right yeah. wasn't she from that one um yeah they brought back a bunch of people and then there's a couple new cast members and then like fans yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the last it was the last season ever of road rules it was already dying its last breath and then they did that and it was yeah big trouble i forget uh Adam and Abe gotten like a huge fight of some like one of the worst fights, I guess, in you wow. know, greater challenge wow. MTV. Uh, See, history, I never... which he was just on Mike Lewis's podcast, and I'm mm -hmm. interested to hear because they didn't like sh ever show it or anything. It's just like known that there was a big fight. I'm interested to know how bad it was or what it was actually. Right. Yeah, that was the that was the last season of Road Rules. So maybe that left a bad taste in their mouth of like we can't just bring faint random fans on. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I guess I see that. And I, I you know, I'll be honest, I, I didn't watch that season of Road Rules. Um, but I don't know. I just I think it would be really interesting to see how that would play out on the challenge. I don't know. Maybe well, that's just me speaking to, as a fan. <laughs> they don't need to even bring fans on. This is really random, but I think you guys will all appreciate and probably back me up on my greatest idea I've ever had that I don't know why they've never done. They would make so much money is Paramount, CBS, whatever you want to call it, and Buna Murray, there should be an amusement park where I can go play Challenge and Survivor, like daily challenge games yes. with my friends. Yes. Yep, I would pay so much money. Oh and especially God. like Survivor ones are easy to recreate and like let me sign a waiver that I won't break my leg or something, have a lifeguard on duty, yeah. whatever. You know, we're not going to do some of the chat. Like we're not going to do hall brawls, but... <laughs> maybe they could you know but like let me go play with my friends and do all these games because that would be the best 
That would be so Wasn't sick. there an amusement park in San Jose that was like a Paramount or something like that? Like it was owned by like a production company and it wasn't like Universal know. Studios. I'd have to look it up. I think it's a Six Flags now, but. I don't know. I mean, like Universal Studios. I mean, Paramount, come on. It's yeah. the next evolution, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's that'd easy. be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I that'd be. I, mean, I would definitely. And they have all there. the equipment. Like, they would just be like, hey, when the next season wraps, like, bring the semi trucks full of all the stuff you use for all the challenges here and drop it off. And like, Right. We'll buy yeah. new ones for next season. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd be game for that. Oh, I'd so do it. I was actually listening to your podcast, Karina, put it on a little bit earlier. And, like. I, I want to like commend you. You've got like really great mic presence and like the way you like present things. I, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it because I, I can only imagine sometimes we find it difficult talking between three and four of us, but to like hold a, a podcast on your own, that's, that's super impressive. Well, that was the, Definitely. like the, we were talking about that in the intro to the, to the Marie interview yeah. we just dropped it. Cause like he left me sitting here when we were trying to get like an intro ready. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do the intro by myself. And then I was like, I don't know how people who like just do like podcasts by themselves, like how, how, like, and like, I, I admire it because like, I just don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say unless I have somebody to, to work with. And so like, I think it's really freaking cool that you're able to do a podcast by yourself, but still like you keep it interesting and like you put emotion into it and like you really carry the vibe throughout it. And I really enjoy it a lot. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm hopeful that, uh, one day it won't just be me or, you know, either this one or other podcasts I have, I'm hopefully launching a new one this year that will be with hosts. Um, and you know, one day I want to start doing interviews and stuff on the challenge one as well. So Hopefully it won't always be just me. Um, and I do, as I said, right when I got on here, have to then get like, there's definitely like switching from, all right, I'm talking with other people tonight. So <laughs> don't, you know, <laughs> normally, yeah, I've got my list in front of me. If you want, I can just, you know, I could, <laughs> I could just hit record and do all this or whatever, but, uh, it's definitely two different, two different kind of mindsets, but I appreciate it. Uh, I'm a big fan of, I'm, you know, huge sports guy. And so I've kind of always gravitated to finding the, like the Colin cowards of the world that yeah. do solo talk radio of like, that is a, that's like its, its own different beast of a thing. And that that's like fun to me to try to come up with like, all right, it's just going to be you talking for an hour here about this thing. Like, how can you like make each little section its own kind of narrative or like one point that you talk about for 10 minutes in a long windy way, but right. try to hold the attention. And well, yeah, see Rick, it, Rick could do it. He he's the uh, one on our team that, that would be capable of doing it. Maybe Tony too. I don't no. know, but I, I couldn't, I think there's a difference between being a conversationalist and being a storyteller. And I think that's I'm a really true. good conversationalist. I don't think I'm that great of a storyteller. And that's that's a good point. too. Um, yeah, that's a good. Point. But this <laughs> one was actually when Karina first told me about the subject we were going to talk about. I I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, I'll be able to research this in like 20 minutes. I thought so, too. And then, like, I started really looking at it and I was like, shit, this is actually really tough. Like, because you start comparing because the obvious ones pop out like some of the earlier seasons. Mm hmm. But then you start factoring in, okay, well, like, that was a really large team. So, of course, they won a shit ton of dailies, and you have to start deducing it. It was 
it was a uh, difficult on all of our sides because Tony even messaged me and was like, dude, uh, I, I need to research. I haven't, I'm putting it off, but <laughs> which is per protocol for us. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. And I had a, a birthday party for an eight year old to attend today. And oh. we had talked about it in this, this morning and I was just like, it's fine. Cause we'll, we've got a 15 month old and I was like, so we'll be home by like six and then I'll have more than enough time. We got home at like eight 30 and then I was like, cool. I have less time than I usually do. And norm normally I've already like researched a couple of times and then Saturday evening, I'll just kind of put it all on paper. But yeah. tonight I was just like, cool, I'm doing everything all at once. And getting it done. I love it. Well, I definitely went a little overboard today. Uh, and this, I, it ended up helping me a lot. Uh, so I'm redoing right now as I like do my whole rewatching every season this year and like cataloging every single episode, I'm redoing my stats, uh, mm -hmm. cause I knew making them a little more detailed and I knew there was some potential mistakes in the file I had. But when I pulled the file up this afternoon to start like trying to make my list for tonight, I, I realized that I had a huge, huge error in the stats that I've been using to do the last few like season previews and rattle oh, off yeah. where I guess the very every season like has a tab in this Excel sheet and the very first one I made, I then like copy pasted over. So all the formulas would just go and yeah. it has like every single episode. And then at the end, it, it totals everyone's totals from all those episode columns. Right. And Somehow or other, the first time I ever made the formula that I copied, I had like one 13 or 14 out of 15 of the things we would add in for like bananas daily challenge on a season were his, but then one line was one spot off. So it was like on episode oh. 13 of any oh, season, no. it was attributing all anything that happened in episode 13 was going to the wrong people, which is like half the seasons have that many episodes. Yeah. And I like realized it and then realized it was every season. So I spent two hours today uh, fixing all the formulas and all 37 oh, tabs and then reporting all of the data into one like file to then make my list, which oh. I was thankful that I found that mistake and had the time. Um, but then did I also was like, oh, yeah, like I already feel like I knew my top three that I would put out. And I was like, I can come up with a list of 10, no problem. And then when I started making lists, I was like, huh? You can do go a lot of different ways with this. And I have 37 uh, possible answers uh, right. on my personal ballot. And that includes, you know, like combos or whatever. There's more than 37 people. Uh, right, so, right. Um, you got a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We, we always do that too. We're always like, okay, we're going to do like your top three, right? Or like our top five or whatever. And then we go to like, we'll like just make a bunch of lists of like all the people we can think of. And then we'll start writing down their stats and try like putting them in order of, you know, like ranking them or whatever. I hate using that word, but like ranking them in our, our opinions. And, and then like you start getting down to it and it's like, how the hell do you do this? Like, I can't choose. And that's what I was going through with this too. I'm like, I have like 10 that I want to talk about. And I hope that they're all mentioned at some point tonight because like, there's just so many really well-played seasons like there's just so many of them i always have a hard time ranking them because like i try to put like a point system system to it i know we did one on one interview points, yeah but 
it ends up coming down for me like as a personal bias at the end it's always like well people are off by like a <laughs> half a point like how do you yeah like, you know that's like so we weird. were doing like our top five, which we might redo. We haven't even released it. We yeah. just have it sitting there. I don't know. And I have like CT and bananas like within a half point on this point structure I came up with, which was just completely just spaghetti on a wall. It had Meaning no like your top five players ever. Yeah. yeah. Like top five men, top yeah. five women. Yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't be that close, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, I personally had CT and bananas like within a half point of each other. And then like I was looking, I was like, man. CT's fuck it. I like CT more. He's <laughs> the number one. There we go. Mm. I'm a. I have a few. I'm glad to know from listening to a lot of your guys' episodes that we do align on a good amount of things, especially on some of the more recent players. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a couple specific, like really not even summer hot takes, summer lukewarm takes, in my opinion. <laughs> um, that. I'm surprised more challenge fans don't get on me about. And one of them is that the banana CT thing isn't close. Bananas is way, way better. And <laughs> um, it's, uh, I, I defend as, as much as I also personally like CT more and enjoy watching him more. Uh, I defend bananas on the, on the best player ever. Jacob's coming on the interview with us when we do our top five again. Just when we do that. goat. Yeah, we do the Mount he's Ru- coming on. Mount he's Rushmore. on my. He's on my team. You're dumb. <laughs> Just saying, he's on my team. <laughs> There's no I'm teams. sick of. I'm sick of arguing this on my own. No, being the don't. only person on the fucking hill with you guys getting shot by arrows. No, you don't get to bring in an expert. CT arrows you, just all no, day. If you get to call in an expert, then I do too. Are you calling TJ? Yeah, you're like the yes. foremost fucking expert on CT, other than fucking CT and his <laughs> wife. Like. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get either one of them. I'll, I'll just call TJ. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Tonight, we've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable. And uh, tonight's a little bit different, um, yet the same. So let me get going with all this and the introductions. Uh, first and foremost is myself, Ricky Hayes. Uh, secondly, my beautiful, talented wife, Karina Hayes, that does an amazing job of making us <laughs> oh all God. sound like we know what we're doing here. Oh God. And we compliment her often. Isn't that right, Tony? That is correct. Keep the, edi- keep the editor happy, right? Bingo. It's like when you go to work, make friends with IT. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got... Uh, the one and only Tony, our stats and info guy, Lance. I'm going to come up with something else for your middle name. I know that's not your real middle name, but <laughs> it's what's on my birth certificate. <laughs> that's wild. It should be. <laughs> I'm getting a name change after this. Oh, my God. All right. And like I said, tonight's a little bit different. And it's actually a very special episode. Uh, we're being joined by Jacob Hollibaugh, who is the host of the Challenge Historian podcast. He also runs the Challenge Historian page on Instagram mm-hmm. and brings some really amazing, amazing content. Yes. He, the podcast speaks for itself, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, like we were saying earlier, are very uh, conversationalists. But Jacob's able to host a podcast on his own and go over subjects and keep it engaging and very much in a storytelling manner, Mm -hmm. which keeps you engaged. So when you guys get a chance and you're done listening to this, if you haven't subscribed to him yet, 
go do it. And that's the Challenge Historian podcast. It'll be linked below. Yep. We, you know, we do all that. Much too kind. <laughs> so I'm going to shut up. And uh, after I say one last thing, which is tonight's episode, we're all going to be discussing who we think has had the most dominant season in Challenge history. And not multiple seasons strung together, but just one season. Yeah. And this could have been their third season back, their eighth season back, their 20th season back. Right. But it's the most dominant single season someone's had. Right. Um, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, start going back and forth through this. Um, so, Jacob, do you want to start off like, do you have like an honorable mention you'd like to get started with? Well, I've got a question for a, a kind of a question first a little bit for how you guys attacked this problem or <laughs> problem this question um because depending on kind of how you frame it it's similar to you know like an mvp or even best ever discussion of the best season ever the you know the greatest season ever you could kind of frame what is the most important for that and so when i was trying to think of names i first was like well do that did they have to win and so like i have my i have a couple different lists and i have a list of people that won people that made a final and didn't win and people that didn't even make the final but maybe still deserve mentioned as unbelievable season and they didn't mm -hmm. win for this reason or the other and then the other way i looked at it that I was really struggling with that i'd love to know what your guys's kind of framework was going in is if it's the most dominant season ever the greatest season ever played in one way, that means they maybe, you know, shouldn't have been in any eliminations because they had such a strong social or political game or the other route. There's some people that have won three, four, five eliminations in a single season and gone on and won. That's mm -hmm. also dominating in its own way. So and the more I look through one or the other, different names kind of rose <laughs> to the top of my list or receded. So I'd be interested to know if you guys think by the end of this discussion, are we going to have to come up with someone that did in fact win? Or is it possible that it could be someone who didn't actually win their season that still played the greatest game ever? So I'll jump on this one first, because yeah. I actually thought sure. a lot about that because I, um, a, it, uh, I get accused by Karina often of saying rings are the most important thing. Final wins are the most important thing, right? When you judging do, a player, say that. Uh, because it's facts. Um, <laughs> so, the way I would do it is, you know, I try to assess like a point value for everything. Like a daily is worth one point. An elimination is worth like three or four points. And a final win is worth 10 points, right? Mm -hmm. So can you have a really dominant season and not win the final? Yes, absolutely. Right. But if you have a few dailies and a like, you know, one elimination and a final win, that's really hard to beat, in my opinion. Right. With that being said, um, if they didn't go into elimination or did, I I think everybody plays a, their game their own way, which is best for them. And that's like a win is more important, but I won't fault someone mm -hmm. for either a going into eliminations or not going into eliminations. Um, based on the way they play a game. That's like saying to a center in basketball saying, well, you don't have 12 assists a game. Well, that's not really part of how a center plays a game, but that doesn't mean Shaq's any less great than Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Or saying, Chris Paul, For you sure. don't have enough rebounds a game. Well, you're a point guard. He's not supposed to. So <laughs> I, I try not to hold that. You're five foot 10. We get it. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So like someone like Johnny, um, 
you know, you kind of expect to go into elimination, right? But someone like CT, you don't because people are afraid. Right. So I don't really hold that yeah, either I mean, way. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. And I think it, it, it just, I think it also just depends on like, you know, what you really value as a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, because like a lot of, I, I, I noticed with the fandom that it kind of, fe- it kind of seems like you either sit on one side or the other, right. Where, um, you're either watching the show for like the drama and the entertainment factor of it, which to me is like the social play, um, how they interact in the house, you know, all that kind of stuff, or you're watching it for the physical competition aspect, right. Which is daily wins, elimination wins, like whatever. And so, like, I don't know, I like I struggle with that, too, because um, we were going back and forth on, you know, what, like, our number ones were going to be for tonight. And, um, you know, I won't give anything away, but the one that he was thinking about using, you know, I was like, you know, blah, 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 but he went into elimination so many times. That's not a great game. And he's like, yeah, but he won them all. And I'm like, that's a good point, too. But then, like, on the other (laughs) hand, like. He wasn't playing a good social game. So like, you know, but he was dominating physically. So like, I don't know that one, but I do think that it's going to make it interesting to see, you know, how we all kind of what kind of direction we went in. You know what I mean? Because like, for example, like when we did that top five one, you know, Rick and I went super like just basic bitch on the list and then (laughs) we did we had frappuccinos from starbucks and you know dyed blonde hair like we super basic and then like tony comes out with like just this completely off the wall eccentric very eccentric (laughs) top five list you know what i mean and it was just but it, it it made it really interesting to see like why he was coming from where he was coming from so and also, I'm paraphrasing here. It wasn't that exact discussion between me and you when we were talking. You said, I'm going to fucking murder you. Who said that? Huh? You said that to me. <laughs> for what? For my, who I have as my number one. You're like, I'm going to fucking murder you. No, I, well, I meant the discussion. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, look, she, she's not even denying it. She's like, I meant the discussion. I not, meant the, yeah. not, not literally. Not literally you. Tony, right. did well, we you come? See now, I'm excited. Right. Yeah, Tony, yeah. did you come at it from an off the wall perspective, or did you come pretty straightforward with this? I was mostly straightforward. I do have a question that's not related to necessarily the list. When Karina, when you were talking, was your cat meowing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I've got three cats, but this is the first time that I've turned on the additional noise canceling feature on my headphones, oh. so I could actually hear your cat. Because this like it picks it up differently <laughs> with the active noise canceling, but yeah. I couldn't tell whether it was one of my three or whether it was yours. <laughs> but every time I took the one can off, I couldn't hear it. Um, cool. Glad we've got that sorted. Was um, was definitely our cat. Yeah. yeah, Ivan made his uh, his final. He appearance. had to say hi. Yeah. yeah. Well, his final so, appearance, but his first <laughs> appearance tonight. I was like. Fair enough. So it just got real dark in here. Uh, would Sorry. you stop interrupting Tony? <laughs> Jesus. It's That's what okay. I do best. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm used to it by now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, if you, I've, I looked at it as you do need to win in order to have the most dominant season because that would be a part of dominating that season. But right. if you didn't win, 
then that would kind of go into like my honorable mentions category. So everybody that was on my list for like a most dominant season played that's actually in contention for like most dominant overall, they've won this won that season. However, there are some that are in my honorable mentions that are probably at least one is a bit more eccentric than the rest. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of how I went. And before we get too far into this, Jacob, as a fan of both Point Break and the Fast and Furious franchise, I'm loving the wall art. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, So that is my first original foray into content is uh, actually shameless, shameless plug it was, no, do it was it. i wrote a book about the fast and furious uh how do i buy salute it on amazon uh, it's called Perfect. salute me familia the ultimate fans guide to the fast and furious movie franchise in which i not only rank all nine movies but i rank every fight that ever existed in the franchise mm. every oh. single street race every villain um and then pen a sort of love later letter to brian and dom so uh, I'm a massive Fast and Furious fan and Point Break being the spiritual predecessor to the Fast and Furious is my favorite movie of all time. Um, and so, yeah, this wall has been a labor of love the last couple of years. It actually, up until about four or five months ago, the three columns of like five pictures actually had uh, printed photos of a bunch of challenge people. Um, nice. Because this wall didn't have those three columns. And then when I started my podcast a year ago, I was like, it'd be cool to put a bunch of challenge stuff behind me. And then after like a month, my wife was like, I get it for the podcast, but it looks a little silly with like people come over and see your office. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I bought these other, the, the artwork in the three columns are this guy, Matt Stevens. And it's a series called good movies as vintage books. And oh, so nice. they're all like action movie stuff that I love, but he like reimagines like a post the, what that would look like as like a vintage book cover. Yeah, um, and so that's what that's, a bunch of those are. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, I do not own. I I rent this apartment though. So whenever we one day when we do move out and there's like 57 holes on one single wall, I'm gonna. <laughs> we thankfully didn't have a security deposit, but I feel like I'm still gonna get a call about it. Probably <laughs> yeah. just hire someone and to fill them. <laughs> just a little bit off subject. No, you cannot put up pictures of CT oh, for the backdrop. I'm just letting you know right I, now. I picked the happen. backdrop, okay? Uh, we. We. Don't even start. The, the, shirtless, the shirtless CT pictures are too hard to find a quality <laughs> one that'll like print it, well, trust me. Because I they obviously, are. that's where I went first. Like yeah. Inferno, the chain, and the <laughs> right? glasses. It's too blurry. Go. I think I had rivals to him and Wes's like cast photo was him on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is way off subject and, and I'll ring it back in, but I still say my favorite cast photo is the one where Wes is like flexing, but pushing his bicep it's the, up. It's the one that, yeah. Real quick before I forget about the fast and the furious, you probably know all the filming locations, but the rest of the team doesn't really know this. I actually grew up or went to high school where they filmed the final uh, chase scene in the first one with the semis oh yeah it's filmed yeah. uh in hemet california and it was on uh god i want to say it was detson or sanderson boulevard i'd have to double check no mm-hmm. no no i'm sorry it's domingoni and it, it was a parkway that led to like a marina but that's where they filmed the scene where the guy's like hanging onto the side of the semi and they're trying to like pull up next to him oh, and, right, yeah, right, in the right. hondas so yeah, yeah little fun fact about Very me cool. huh that's yeah. awesome so real quick though before we dive in mm. um 
I just wanted to ask you a little bit. So when did you start watching the challenge? Like, have you been watching since day one or like, when did your fandom for that start? And then how did you get started with your, you know, your challenge historian um, side with the IG page and the, the podcast and all of that? So I don't know exactly which season I would have watched like live first. I'm 31. I was born in 1990. So when I wasn't watching the first couple seasons live, um, I got really into the real world around the like Austin Key West, Philadelphia run. Um, and that then led it to being really, really into the challenge around that same time. So I probably started watching the challenge live somewhere. Like I remember watching the duel season 13, like when it was happening. Um, and then immediately, like at the time there was, they would like reshow older ones on MTV. So I saw all of them at that point, but from about the duel or so on from like, I was in high school, I watched every season live. Like it was, it is at almost every time in my life has been the only appointment viewing. Like I even long before I podcasted about it, like I had to watch live um, <laughs> and I always managed to find like one friend at a time, like as one friend that likes the challenge goes out of my life. I've always somehow managed to find just like the one person that can bring it back in no matter right. where I've been in my life. So I've been a super fan for the longest time. And then uh, I just, uh, with the podcast decided that I felt like, um, you know, similar time to not only when you guys were starting yours uh, and a lot of people have now in the last kind of two years have started (laughs) a bunch of podcasts and other, you know, kind of media sphere around the challenge. I just always felt like I used to read Grantland back in the day, which was a subsidiary of ESPN and Bill Simmons and Dave Jacoby would talk about it on there and they would like write a recap. And it was the only place I could find anywhere that would like talk about this show that I love so much. And so a couple of years ago, uh, I started working for myself and work from home, had a lot more time. My schedule was mine and decided I wanted to do something, you know, make content. I had written this book. What else could I do? Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, the challenge doesn't get covered the way I feel like it should. Yep. And then I started a podcast around the same time a thousand other people started <laughs> challenge podcast. And, it, you know, I was right there at the front with ever, all of you guys and everyone else. But we kind of all decided at the same time we were going to do it. And so um, that's why it kind of narrowed into taking the lane as, you know, branding as the challenge historian Um, right now, my project this entire year is I'm started. I'm on season six right now, rewatching every season from one to 37. Yeah. And I'm going to recap every single episode and then do it every, every week, one to two seasons. I do a podcast recapping every season throughout the entire year, because now that there are a hundred podcasts about it, (laughs) there was none for, you know, 33 seasons of the show's history. And so, um, it's been really fun to go back, especially these first few, uh, that I'm, I will say right now for anyone listening, I'm going to get way ahead of the question. No, you cannot watch seasons one through nine and I cannot share them with you in any way. I'm sorry. I'm a lucky bastard who has access to them. But I can't say that enough on all of my content right now without getting like 70 DMs. I'm like, you're every single, that's all the people that actually listen to this. And every single one of you sent me the same message of where could I watch this? Um, but so, yeah, that's how we, we do the same. We have all the seasons one through 37. Plus we have like, a, you know, like the spring break with like, you know, with Camilla and when like Wes and them came in and did the coaching mm-hmm. thing, whatever. 
Um, and it, we do the same thing. We don't share our, our seasons with people. I'm like, I'm not giving you guys any of my shit because I've seen what you guys do to people's like drop boxes and Google drives and all the stuff you guys, I'm good. Like I'm going to just keep it on my little hard drive yeah. and I'm fine. But and I don't, I don't, I want Buna Murray to call me someday for all <laughs> kinds of reasons, but I don't want it to be a cease and desist letter of like, Hey, exactly. you know, yeah. it's illegal to like have those files in let first alone, place, probably yeah. let alone share them with anyone. Right. Like, exactly. I do. You're right. So yeah, yeah. I, I had to, I had to work really hard on the internet to, to get my hands on these. So yep, exactly. Uh, they're, they're unfortunately going to stay on my computer only, but I share a lot of clips for anyone that wants to reminisce season one through nine. Uh, Instagram has not been blocking them the way they do some of the more modern stuff. So I've been posting a lot of them. Anyone that wants to watch literally a clip by clip 400 IG story long recap of seasons one through nine challenge historian on Instagram. They're saved as highlights. You can, uh, I've got five seasons up and we're continuing through so you can catch them there. Yep. Yep. I actually watched your story today. I was having a good time going through and, and just watching, you know, the different clips and stuff like that. And um, no, love it. Definitely. You know, Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask one more before we get into it, since yeah. we're asking questions that we typically ask any guests we have, Jacob, oh, gosh. I want your top four <laughs> men and women Mount Rushmore. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I came prepared, uh, cause I do know you like to ask that question. And, uh, <laughs> someone who says they want, you know, they're a historian of the game. Of course I have an answer. Um, a two part answer though. So Mount Rushmore, male and female. If I'm taking it as the best players of all time, the male version is Bananas, CT, Jordan, and Landon. I will take no arguments to anyone else on being on that list with great apologies to Wes Bergman, who I do love, love dearly. The female Mount Rushmore, Cara, Laurel, Evelyn, Emily Schramm. But I will say the kind of joint Mount Rushmore, if we were to say the most important to the challenge and the history of the challenge and similar to, you know, like, the actual Mount Rushmore that exists in, you know, in our, in the world, <laughs> mm -hmm. isn't the four best presidents of all time. It's kind of right. like for high impact, <laughs> a little bit older. So yeah. I like to always shout out that my actual Mount Rushmore of the challenge, as far as the four most important people to the franchise. And this is going to be controversial because there's one name that's not on it that everyone would think would be on it, but is Mark Long, Coral, Bananas, and Cara. And I know that CT is not on it but I think bananas is more important than CT is to the franchise, weirdly enough. So Mark Long, Coral, Bananas, and Cara are the most important four figures in challenge history. I do Honestly, like, I like that. I like that you broke it out that way. I and I too. love the way that I you really explain do. that because, like, honestly, that makes a lot of sense. And I've never really thought about it that way as far as, you know, Mount Rushmore really isn't about the best. It really isn't. And somehow the fan, the fan and not just challenge fans, but fans who use that term in pretty much any kind of circle yeah. or it's just you know, shorthand in the sports world or entertainment world of like, yeah. yeah, the four best, like instead of saying the best, let's break it out to four. It's weird to say top four. So Mount Rushmore. So let's call it's it Mount Rushmore, but really like really Mount Rushmore isn't about being the best. It's about like being iconic and, you know, just like setting that the stage for, mm -hmm what was to yeah, come the impact. right exactly yeah. hmm. i really like that a lot yeah and i mean we can get into a really long-winded debate on how our mount rushmore <laughs> our that realistic like mount us. rushmore is uh 
in mm. my opinion, not that great because of some of the things people did. I mean, they are high impact, yeah. but don't get me wrong. But that's a whole another subject. Not the best presidents, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, they were really good presidents, just maybe not the best men. People. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a better way. Yeah. yeah. So, but it. anyways, that's a whole nother tangent. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, preface my list with this. I only have a number one male dominates dominant season and a number one female dominant mm-hmm. season the rest are all just honorable mentions because i really didn't put the time into it to say this is my number five this is my number four because i just didn't have time it was i introduced my son to um oh gosh uh, roses by outcast today and he really <laughs> loved it when he says it smells like poo 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 so we yeah. did that for a couple That's hours what the lyrics are the important things in life exactly yes. so i mean <laughs> That sounds like an amazing day to me. It was it was top notch. Like I, I'm not going to argue about that. <laughs> it at was all. actually a really good day. Yeah. But um, and I know this guy is very polarizing. My first honorable mention. Okay, okay, okay. My first honorable mention. He is very polarizing. I know some people either love him or hate him. I kn- I know there's not a lot of people in middle ground with him, and that's going to be Pauli Calafiori in War of the Worlds One. I mean, if you really look at it, outside of not winning the final or making the final because he made a boneheaded move, which was to dive headfirst thirty oh. feet into water and give himself a concussion, uh, he truly did dominate that season. Out of uh, twelve available daily wins. He got seven wins and he got first place in the opening perch. This was for War of the Worlds one, correct? War of the Worlds one, not War of the Worlds two. If I said that earlier, I no, apologize. no, I, I don't know that you did. I just no. wanted to double check that that both will season. come up this evening, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I went back and forth because I personally think on a social aspect he was. It was. Uh, oh. it, it leans one way more than this one, yeah. but. Um, the big one that kind of put over the top for me was the elimination win, you know, because it, it really kind of rounded it out. And if he makes that final, I think we might have a discussion for a different third place, but who knows? He, he, he could have had a repeat of what happened in war of the worlds too, as well. It's a, it's a big, what if that I don't want to dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's my first honorable mention for the guys. Um, my sec, my first honorable mention for the girls is actually going to be, um, Sarah Rice on, mm-hmm. uh, Rivals 3. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know she was power, uh, partnered up with Bananas during that season, obviously taking the money and run with Bananas, but. But she held her own. She, season. no, she absolutely did. And Bananas even admitted to it. He never makes a final without Sarah that season. Right. Yeah. Um, out of eight uh, possible power couples, they won four. Um, they had one elimination win, uh, albeit it wasn't against the toughest or steepest competition <laughs> in Dario and Nicole but Ramos. that was a hard-ass elimination. That it was, was the one where a they tough to, elimination. Where they had to do the wine barrels, right? They had the little yeah. like, trivia question, like the word question things, but they had to carry those heavy wine barrels like so far and one of that if i i i know jacob you're gonna have more uh info on this one but that overnight daily that they won was one of the better overnights i ever saw where they were standing up on those little boxes and then they had like the guys on the dirt bikes and the machetes and then they had to stay up all night and then figure out like a really intricate puzzle and if i remember correctly 
it wasn't that close between them and second place. I think they smoked it. I haven't seen the season in a while, but uh, on Rivals Three, yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's hard to say, obviously, because of like editing and stuff. And we haven't gotten to talk to anybody other than Devin, who was on that season, but we didn't ask him about the final mm-hmm. times. Um, but I do think that bananas and Sarah were significantly in not front of in the and- final. I'm talking about in that daily where it was overnight and they were standing on the boxes. Oh, that one. And it, it was a big game of memory. They had to like look at a bunch of stuff, like a mariachi band. Yeah. And like all that this was- other stuff. And then remember all of it the next day. And Sarah especially was like, no, I've got this. Like Dude, she was I, I can remember it. all these little details. And bananas <laughs> was like, I can do all right. And great. There we go. But yeah, no one else had it. No, no one they else. Murdered I'm surprised it. anyone did it. Yeah. It was one of those where it's like someone actually did it. And by being the only ones that could complete it, you murdered the competition because I can't believe you actually did that. Yeah, exactly. That was insane. And I mean, and here's my theme. And I think Sarah's political game and her ability at puzzles and her ability in stamina made her the better player over bananas that season. So I will give her the nod on a more dominant season that one that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have an argument why, which we can get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, give, we can get into it now if you'd like. Sarah wasn't taking Adderall. Oh, okay. Point blank. You know, that's that's my argument against bananas in that one. I think bananas has more dominant seasons outside of Rivals Three, in my oh, yeah. personal I don't, opinion. I don't think Rivals Three was his best. Uh, it was a good showing for him, but I I don't think it was his no, best. Nowhere near his sure. best. No, no, no. no, no and I, don't, it, I don't even think this is Sarah's best showing either. No, no. Um, but it was a fairly uh, dominant season. It's her second best. Yeah, I would say it's her second most dominant season. Um, and I will uh, yield the floor to somebody else now. Can I make a quick comment on the Polly one that you threw out? Please. Yes, please. So it said at the beginning, I made... I made three different lists. One that was winners, one that was made the final, but didn't win. And then a list of like the best ever that didn't make the final. Yeah. And I did my final, like final, final list, which I got down to nine finalists. So I do have an in order (laughs) top nine. Um, But (laughs) as far as seasons where they did not make the final, I had Polly as in war of the world's one as the second best season to not make the final only coming in second to someone who I believe in even in not winning might deserve to be in the five greatest seasons of all time, which is Landon on the dual two. Oh Oh, yeah. He was hands down the greatest challenge player ever. And then lost a kind of weird, uh, like fair, but weird final elimination to Brad where Mm -hmm. he, where Landon just kind of lost his cool a little bit, which was uncharacteristic for him, but really came down to, his dumbass left the room of four guys to get the hat so that they could put names in the hat and draw them to win. And the moment he left the room, the other three looked at each other and said, we're obviously voting Landon now, right? He just walked out of the room. If he doesn't do that, none of them had the courage to say to his face, we're voting you in and risking going against you. No. Um, but he, that, that season of Landon's, he won half of the, let me see what I got here. Half of the, five out of nine of the daily contests, which were all individual. So he won five out of nine at a pretty stacked male uh, cast. He went one and one in the eliminations and then, yeah, losing to Brad, who at least it was to losing to, you know, a hall of fame type of guy in yeah. Brad. So yeah, yeah Polly has the second best after that as not making the final. 
that was dual two, right? Correct. I think yeah. that is one of the few challenge seasons that I have not seen all the oh. way through. I've only seen bits and pieces. One of See, my we, absolute It's favorites. one of the best so seasons. It's See, so I love yeah. the duel, so I'd probably really enjoy the duel too. You would like the duel too. I mean, it's it's one. got Rachel. Okay. Uh, oh, it doesn't okay. have CT and DM, but you know. Yeah. It does. Well, yeah. They, it has yeah, CT in episode but... one. <laughs> <laughs> It, you it know hasn't what? for a brief moment. <laughs> it's got if, if it's got Landon, Brad, um, it, it's got Mark, some Mark, it's Rachel. got some big big players in. I, yeah. I I'll it sit has, down and watch it. it. Has yeah, someone it's a, who is very high on my list that will come up later on. Yes, uh, yes. I love it. I love it. See, <laughs> I'm actually pumped to fill some gaps now because I came in um, as you guys know, but mm-hmm. Jacob, you might not. I came in on Total Madness. Um, mm-hmm. because Jay came over from Survivor. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of my entry point. And then I went back to everything I had available um, to stream, made my way forward. So I just finished my last paper on a philosophy of film course that I'm taking where they paired um, a philosopher and a concept with a style of filmmaking. So now that I've got a gap of about a month and a half between courses, <laughs> I plan on going back and watching the ones that I've properly missed. Yeah. But nice. Well, are you going to do them in order? Or are you going to do specific ones off like recommendations or just start? It, what, what's it available depends. Go through. Right, right now, the plan is to go in order, but I'm also open to suggestions if there are ones that I need to watch first. It's sort of the same thing. Like I've got Rick and Karina starting Survivor. And I gave them suggestions initially and then said, like, watch the first couple to get a framework of how the show started, but then start bouncing around as far as like the rules and the evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're going to eventually watch all of them, you might as well do it in order. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of that's kind of how I am with it. It's like, eh, might as well, you know, and then you can appreciate, you know, all the growth and everything. You were Tony. Oh, for uh, for honorable. For, for what we're talking about. For, <laughs> for honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this one, I really, really struggled with this one because I wanted to um I wanted to put it really bad. I wanted to put it like in my number one spot. I just I couldn't justify it because like this is one of those situations where the person won but didn't necessarily have the greatest of seasons in my opinion, but was able to turn around the, the bad situation that they were in, you know, and then complete the final and win. Um, and that is God, I'm going to get absolutely murdered for having her on my honorable mentions, but that is going to be, um, Cara on vendettas. Again, I just, I think that her actual gameplay during the actual season um was i don't want to say sloppy but it was just like it wasn't very solid gameplay she didn't have very good social everybody was kind of like after her um especially cam you know cam kept hitting her with those grenades on the dailies and you know all of this but then you know she makes it through the season you know goes into the final kicks ass in the final makes it through the purge at the end there and then beats everybody and becomes the first like sole winner of the challenge and as much as I don't think that she had the greatest of gameplay during the season, I definitely think that it's worth mentioning. Can I argue with you on this real quick? Can I say no? No. <laughs> so um, 
I disagree on the fact that she had strong enough gameplay that she personally carried Kyle to his first final that season. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think what I mean is like, she just, she struggled a lot that season. You know what I mean? Like there were a lot of dailies that she struggled, that she struggled with. She kept getting hit with those grenades. Like she didn't have as many friends in the house as she really thought yeah. that she did. You know what I mean? I guess maybe the, I'm looking the at The bonus it. was that she's just a good competitor. You know what I mean? It's kind of like CT. Like he's just good at what he does, but it doesn't mean that he has great gameplay. Like so She somehow didn't end up in an elimination that season, which is wild because she wasn't well-liked at all. Exactly. Uh, she only won two out of the 11 dailies. But the reason, the single reason why this season did not even make my long list of, again, 38 um, <laughs> entries was because she fucked over Leroy. She picked yeah, Kyle over that's Leroy. Yeah, part. I know. And it's, it's unacceptable in my it book. Is. So, it is. Uh, that I, is I unacceptable. love Cara Maria to death, but, uh, and I forgive <laughs> her for it, but she doesn't, she can't make the list for that. No list that for transgression. that. <laughs> and plus, a different season of hers makes the list for me, so. I like it. Uh, I since like I already it. had her on there, I was like, yeah, you, you did Leroy dirty. I can't. Can't give can't you two spots. <laughs> Tony, what do you got? Well, uh, Cara for Vendettas is actually also on my list as honorable mention for pretty much the exact same reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love Kyle, but she absolutely should have picked Leroy and not Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's yeah. coming as somebody who absolutely adores Kyle. Um my more off the wall pick is actually Devin from this most recent season. Oh, because wow. okay. for All one, right. he kept the vets together. Yes. Yeah. Which is a feat in and of itself. <laughs> um, it goes beyond herding cats. It's something altogether different <laughs> to keep that group of people in line. They got five wins with Emerald. Um, he only got called into elimination at the end. Now, granted, he was safe a lot once they got into the cells, but he only got called in at the very end. And it was by Emmanuel who he ended up beating. Yes, he came in third, but he knows where his weakness is with endurance. And he was able, he said since then that he's working on that, which is going to be huge because that's one of the places where he lacks the most. And final day one champion. Yeah. Exactly. That's his bio right now and all of his social and I really appreciate <laughs> that he puts that up there. Day one champion. So he's still the number one draft. And pick. he already won the million. <laughs> right. Yeah. He won the million and he's the number one draft pick. I love it. Yep. Plus he ratted <laughs> off those 20 numbers at the end. Like a dude. And that was super impressive. To me, the biggest the biggest thing is like he went through a lot of ups and downs. And yeah, some of it was messy, like with Tori and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But he kept that sense of like what Devin Walker is and like did not sacrifice that for anything throughout the entirety of the game. Right. And obviously he's not on my list for the best of the best of the best, but he absolutely is on my list for honorable mentions for that because it's yeah. also his most dominant season. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he he could have moved a little higher. And I like your argument a lot. And it would have gained the all the steam it needed if he would have actually tried to throw in CT the way early yep. in the season. He and Josh had the conversation. We're like, hey, yes, we're not going to be the dummies like everyone else. And like, we know yep. he'll beat whoever we go against. But like, we have to try because he's going to beat us. They had the conversation. Yeah, and it was so disappointing that they then never 
followed through on trying. They never had like the best opportunity to do it, but um, that that frustrates me so much when when everyone uh, there's some multiple people on my list who went through a season unscathed where you're like, you guys, are you, are you watching what I'm watching? You're there. Like, you know, they're going to whoop your ass, right? Like you got to try to get them out because they're going to win if they get there. But I like, I like that off the wall pick there. I do. That's the thing too. Like, and that's when I, I'm coming at it from a survivor mindset. So for me, because we don't have as many repeat players, some of the people that do play multiple times, they hit the beach. They're a target day one. It doesn't yeah, matter that done. they can contribute to like camp life. It doesn't matter that they can build the shelter. It doesn't matter that they can fish. They know long game that they need to get rid of them. So they do it immediately. CT yeah. brings a like I've said before, he brings a sheet of wallpaper that matches what's already there, puts it in front of himself and stays there for eight episodes. And that's how he gets to the final. <laughs> he does. And only when he gains... 50 plus pounds are they willing to throw him in on like, like total <laughs> madness but otherwise it, they're they won't take it out by a survivor yeah and it's still 50 yep. 50 even then <laughs> yeah. yeah even jay was shocked <laughs> well you know what actually since uh it, since we have ct already we're already talking about ct i'm gonna throw out one of my other honorable mentions and that's him on dirty 30 um you know he just had a really good season just a not a great final you know and that's yeah and it was in my opinion it's one of those finals to really kind of put that another step up of you're the goat because you're going against two of the other guys that are you know in that conversation of the mount rushmore which is jordan and Derek k mm-hmm. and he just had a really poor showing but outside of that he won six uh dailies that season and he had one redemption challenge win um i don't know if that's you'd categorize as an elimination that's how i do personally mm-hmm. um but i do i keep them separate but they're an elimination yep it's an elimination yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean if he goes and he wins that season we're having a different discussion and that might be you know top three seasons of all time you right. know but because he comes in third place in a stacked final it, it doesn't reflect as well. And then um, my other honorable mention I wanted to talk about, because I know Karina won't bring this one up at all. And I know, you know, if Josh was here, he'd probably have this one ranked <laughs> a lot higher. Actually, here, let me do a quick Josh impression. Uh, one of my uh, honorable mentions is Corey Lay for <laughs> Spies, Lies, and Allies. Best three episodes <laughs> ever. The um i'm not on strongest. josh's level with this but i will say i'm a big Corey lay fan and they better bring his ass back likewise the show needs many many people uh with the personalities that he's bringing to the table yes, yes. if they don't bring Corey lay back i am going to riot they, i am going to be so upset yeah they need to bring him back with like in nothing but like pop music intros every time like let, that let man him pick, pick his own music, music. yeah bring him exactly back on the production yes. side too let him do the music for the next yeah exactly um all right before we go too much on a Corey lay tangent (laughs) um so my next honorable mention is going to be veronica and uh inferno um and the reason i don't actually rank this one higher is because it's such a large team and you guys know how i feel about team seasons yeah um but her team won 11 out of 15 dailies um, she won four out of the eight life shields available that season. 
um, never went into elimination and won the season. So, you know, a pretty, pretty dominant season. But once again, it's on a large team in a much older season. Um, And if we have some time at the end, when we start, when Jacob was talking about having some really hot takes, I'll go over one (laughs) of my hot takes. I just put out on Twitter and I haven't even checked to see if I'm getting roasted for it yet. You probably are. I might be. We'll see. (laughs) I like the Veronica. um, I actually had a different Veronica season on my long list of honorable mentions because I I was, uh, I don't know that I almost put anyone on from really big teams except for a couple specific ones where it's just an interesting little caveat to that. To mention, but the one the one Veronica one I put on was the Gauntlet, which also was a bigger team. They won eight out of the fourteen dailies. She ran her team socially and avoided the elimination, even though everyone kind of knew she was weirdly like the worst performing one in that season, which was very strange because the season's right around it. She absolutely kicked ass, but she didn't go uh, in any eliminations. And the main reason that I put that one on of hers over the Inferno, where she arguably did do better is that she was a part of the greatest hookup in challenge history on the gauntlet. And that, uh, you know, on the show and sports side of things, the show side of things, um, got some bonus points for that. So. Yeah. I like yeah. It. No, I, like I, it. I can't argue that actually that's, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty strong argument on that one. Right. Um, and, uh, there's someone else I mentioned. I should have mentioned him before CT, but I'll catch on the next go around. So whoever uh, wants to knock off either another honorable mention or someone else on their list. I was going to say, are we still calling them honorable mentions or are we just doing lists? Like we're just throwing stuff out. When we get to number one, you can tell us who your number one is. Sweet. You Let's tell do it. me, awesome. but I would love uh, one way at the end to rattle off my entire list with like three oh, words yeah. about each one. Absolutely. I've got some real deep cuts here that uh, that have some there's some real random ones that are like, technically, that does, you know, is as dominating as it gets. But, you know, there's also an easy way to say, no, that we're dismissing that. So, (laughs) yeah, no, absolutely. We'll we'll make sure there's some time for you to go through that. And (laughs) like I said, I do want to hear some of your other hot takes. So we'll dive into some of those other ones. Um, (laughs) Whoever else would like to go next. Then I'll throw out one that made my my ninth place my like made the nice. fight true finalist when i got down to really try and be like all right who's who's really in contention here and yeah. that was turbo on war of the worlds one which we already mentioned nice. the reason he didn't go any higher was because it was his rookie year which makes it you know impressive that it was his rookie season but he he made the right friends right away um on mm-hmm. that season that really carried him but he was really really dominant um and i kind of i knew he was dominant but going back and look he won half of the daily challenges on that season yeah. seven out of 14 he was in the tribunal seven out of 12 times um all of those from when he won but still like he was in power making the decision no one ever had a chance to throw him in anywhere didn't go on elimination he w- won what i think is consensus the hardest final of all time tj has said it emphatically wes has said it emphatically um and Kara has said it emphatically and so with those yeah. three in unison I'm I'm good saying that's easily easily the hardest final ever and it was a really stacked cast that he beat so that had to be on my final list of like yeah that's pretty unbelievable to have done that but at the same time I couldn't it was the last place of my nine finalists because I was like you know 
it had everything to do with the fact that Kara and Polly immediately liked him and he befriended them first and then was partnered with Nani and everyone loves Nani. And so everyone kind of loved Turbo. And uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. so that stopped him from competing for the top, top spots. But that season was damn impressive for sure. Yes, it, it absolutely, absolutely, absolutely was impressive. And like you said, like almost everybody who's who was involved in that final or who was there, like TJ or any of the finalists, like they've all said, you know, that that was like the hardest final. And that's coming from like, you know, like Kara and like, Cara you know, and Wes like people, have done a lot Wes, of yeah. who have yeah. ran a yeah. lot of freaking finals between the two of them. So, you and know, TJ like that, says it quick. I've heard him. It's asked to him on any time he's interviewed and it's an immediate answer every time. And he doesn't have to think about it. And he's seen. No. 27 of the the finals plus all-stars one so uh yeah. for him to just immediately be like yeah that desert was something else uh yeah it, it yeah, was something exactly. else for sure <laughs> well yeah the conversation we had with wes was he said it's the closest thing they've done to an ultra marathon in the challenge mm-hmm. and uh it was one of those situations where he was actually surprised that ninja didn't do better because ultra marathons and, and ninja obviously isn't a mar- doesn't do marathons as far as i know but ultra marathons is one of the sports where women actually do better than men mm-hmm. in because mm-hmm. of their pain tolerance is what yeah. he was saying. I mean, yeah, when they have to have an IV trailer in the middle of the thing, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's all you need to know that that separates it out. They're like, oh, we better make sure these people don't fucking like die. Like if they quit, that's one thing. Like, <laughs> right. You got to get them some fluids. Right. Can't have them dying on us. <laughs> this is way off subject. And I just want to ask permission on air. Can we do a background similar to Jacob's, but with Dragon Ball? No. Okay. Well, I figured I'd ask. Just put it behind the, the challenge fandom and don't take that down and she won't know it's back there. There's yeah. a window yeah, right there. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I would. Yeah. That just makes it easier to get the window decals. Oh, oh touche, good sir, touche. Oh, we, I've got two more tapestries around here. I could probably hang up and hide them somewhere. We have th- there's a lot of tapestries in our house. There's like four in our bedroom, three in our bedroom. As Deadpool says, I don't make the shits; I just disturb them. Yep. Bingo. <laughs> Tony, since uh, who else do you got on your list? Me. Yeah. Okay, you said my name and then you looked at Karina, so I was confused. Um, right, yeah. I, got, I looked down, I got I'm sorry. Too. I was like, who are we talking? Who's so I, I looked down, sorry. I will name this one quick and then go to my next one because everyone knows that it was going to show up on at least one person's list, and that's Marlon. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's very little that can be said that hasn't been said on previous episodes or when Marlon's been on, but... Marlon like fucking killed that season. And yes, I don't understand why he hasn't been back again. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say other than that. They won both the eliminations they were in. They came in third. They had one daily win. He had a fairly good social game. He didn't really have any enemies in the house other than Knight because he's a bonehead. But that wasn't even an enemy. Yeah. That was just night thinking something was funny that wasn't. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big shocker there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they they would have won the final if it wasn't for. I hate the final when they slowly yeah. figured out like the more people the better for the television yeah. product because people stop watching on the finals and doing the purge like twenty yeah. percent through the final and going from three to two teams. If they yeah. would have, if they would have 
got to do the rest of that, they were they were winning that no problem. Yeah, I think so too. Honestly, versus two very good teams, but who two very good teams who kind of both gassed out, and it didn't seem like it because both of them did it slowly but surely together. But I feel like yeah. I feel like he and Jordan had that if they got past that puzzle. Yeah, they had the stamina for sure. Yeah, I, maybe the math portion might have thrown him off just a tad. I don't from, know how uh, Marlon is with math. Well, I asked we Marlon asked about it, and he said he would probably he would do well on it. But there's a difference between doing math and then doing math under the pressure of winning a yeah. shit ton of money. That's but that one was that's one they could cheat on, and oh, they, that's it was right, like the that, second or third yeah. portion. So they probably would have they wouldn't have caught up quite yet. So they could have cheated their way through that one and made up some time. God. Yeah. And then talk, you know, talking to Marlon as often as we have, he he let us know that he was actually in the worst physical shape of his life doing that season. They put him him on now. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's why they don't, that's probably why they don't call him. They left some pretty other other pretty big dudes on. So I don't think there should be any, any limit. No, I mean, I yeah, know. it's not like Corey Lee's small by any means. No, I yeah. know. But he's not Marlon's size, obviously. I'm just talking shit. I mean, but it's just like, ugh. It's a good thing Cal's didn't get in Hall Brawl. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually, Marlon was actually going to be my next, like, guy that I mentioned. So since you already talked about him, um, I'm going to mention the next girl that I have on my list. And again, like I personally don't like, I don't know. I don't even really have these people in like order. It's just so hard for me to like order these people. Um, but so we'll just still call this like honorable mentions or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. However you want to call it. Um, but the next girl that I have on my list that I want to give um, recognition to and I know people are going to hate this because people hate her, but I'm going to give my next mention to Laurel on Fresh Meat 2. I think that her, that was her first appearance on the challenge, obviously. Um, and it was just phenomenal. Like she came in, granted, yes, yeah, she had a good partner, but it wasn't like he was at his like top, you know, peak performance um, that season. And she carried her own like she didn't rely on Kenny. She didn't, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ride his coattails or like whatever. Like she took care of her own. She handled herself. They won a couple dailies. Like they, they just had a really good nine. season. Yeah. yeah. It's, like it's, <laughs> they, they really dominated it that was, season. They totally killed that insane. season. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she pushed him too. She pushed yeah. him a lot. And the only reason that I don't have this season or this particular, you know, Laurel on Fresh Meat 2 ranked a little higher is because um, I think that the competition level in the females was a little bit lower in the cast that season. And so, you know, she was just kind of like the cream of the crop. She just naturally kind of rose to the top. But again, I just think that it was just such a well-played season and she dominated so well on her rookie season that it's worth mentioning, even though you know, obviously they ended up losing to Landon and Carly, but like it's fucking Landon. So, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to hop in because actually I was going to say as my next guy and girl was going to be Laurel and Kenny from Fresh Meat, too, because yeah, of the go. season they had together. Um, And then 
I'm not, I can't really add any more than what you already said about it, but the other one I was going to throw out there earlier and I forgot, and I apologize about that, but is Alton in gauntlet too. Yeah. Um, all these. Babies. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's once again, it's a team team, uh, season, larger team. Um, but I just I thought the format was really cool. I love the way they did the elimination right there on the beach. It wasn't extremely overproduced. It really was kind of like an older season, but um, I really enjoyed it. But anyways, getting to Alton, his team won nine out of the 15 dailies. And looking back at the time, we didn't realize it, but that team was stacked. Super stacked. You know, I mean, anytime you can put Alton and Landon on the same team, they're probably going to win, which they did. Um, but what makes Alton stand out is his three elimination wins against Danny, uh, Adam King, and Jeremy, mm-hmm. um, as well as winning the first place final. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the introduction of the rope climb with Alton just. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The fastest that one elimination in the history of the sport. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. I mean, like, I think the only thing that gives it a run for the money is probably Leroy on the hog tie. You know what I mean? As far as how quick someone can get something done. But you know that what I mean? was but that was edited that that rope that. Um, what's it? The cargo net thing or whatever the, that the cargo net to the flag that was not yeah. edited. There's, like there was no editing in that. It was actually go, a rumor that boom. they fil- had to film it a second time. And I know that sounds oh, really? like absurd, but yes, <gasps> no uh, I forget who mentioned that on a podcast at some point, but someone I think that was on that season did mention that. Um, and like he ended up doing that twice and it was just so, you know, it was one of those where it was like, uh, should we have made this a little higher? Cause we didn't know that someone could, it's, you know, 20 feet or whatever. And he gets up in like a second and a half. And so <laughs> it's fine that he wins really easily, but like, <laughs> there's no show. <laughs> like, it's just blow the horn over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, it was so quick, but the thing that I found interesting about that, and it's funny that you actually say that, um, is that, it wasn't like Adam was far behind him. Like Adam was, no, Adam was on his ass well. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that was a little easier than it looked, or but Adam. I don't know. It just, or they're just freaks yeah. of nature. Well, <laughs> and actually now that you, we kind of brought this up a little bit, it, it is actually kind of uh, ironic how much they mirror each other as far as uh, Jay and Leroy doing the hog tie on double agents and mm-hmm. Adam yeah. and, yep. and Alton yeah. doing the rope climb because that elimination they actually had to do almost a whole scene in slow motion because it happened it so, so fucking quick five times with trying to yeah. trick you into it's keep uh, they're, it was, they're struggling like no that's the same no. thing and this just took 12 seconds and yeah jay that uh, it was you know it's brutal to have him losing that we're like yeah you were the second fastest person and not just that cast that could have done that but any cast ever ever i think yeah. ever every guy that's ever been on the show lined up and did this you would get second place it's just that you wouldn't get Leroy and he would get first place and that's what I was thinking with like Adam is like I don't think anybody would have gotten up the rope as fast as Adam got up that rope he just unfortunately went against Alton you know what I mean exactly so I uh I like to kind of keep like archetypes within the challenge of like when one kind of goes out a new one like takes their place um my current one rewatching the oldest seasons that I didn't know until now but uh holly shand was sarah rice mm-hmm. before sarah rice um uh, which is oh. a real deep throwback but it's like literally sarah rice in the first 10 seasons but all in to me is the i the first time he was on on that season 
I was like, that's the greatest athlete I've ever seen, like in anything, mm-hmm. not just the challenge. Yeah. And Jordan oh, is yeah. his like kind of successor of is I think Jordan's the greatest athlete that's been on the show now, but all in for the longest time is like, that's the best athlete ever. Like, what is this guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think we've actually made that comparison on one of our like one of our first roundtables that we did. We were talking about I think we had just talked about the all stars cast just like briefly. And yeah, and we talked about how just like similar, you know, Alton and like Jordan, not necessarily like gameplay or whatever, but just like you said, that archetype and filling that, filling that void in the show. Pure athleticism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. How about yourself, Um, Jacob? Who do you got? Well, so you had mentioned the Laurel Kenny pairing. Um, So off of that to round out the only the last few people until the very, very end that I want to mention that didn't win <laughs> that deserve in real true contention. I actually had three uh, or Kenny and Laurel were top two for me that made the final and didn't win with Tony yeah. on vendettas who uh, truly had an unbelievable season and yeah. didn't get screwed in the, the final. I don't think he would have caught up, but did like, by being in third place at the time he was in third place, ended up waiting 20 minutes on Kayla to come do the next thing. And so he wasn't going to catch yeah. up anyways, but an amazing season. The other one I, w- I didn't know, uh, hadn't remembered on any of the pods. If you guys that have listened to, uh, if everyone's on the table to be mentioned or talked about, or if we, we don't yeah. talk about yeah. some of the folks that are not allowed on the show, but, uh, since we brought up Laurel and Kenny, the fresh meat one, Coral and Evan win five out of the 10 dailies. And then Evan has a a sports hernia and does Mm -hmm. three daily challenges with the sports hernia and they win one of them. And then Coral gets like, I forget, she got hurt too. She either got sick or hurt or both. She got hurt too. Yeah. I think it was her knee or something. They eventually DQ. Yeah. Oh yeah. Her kneecap Mm -hmm. like came off. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Um, But they both medically DQ in like severe ways and they could have won all every daily chat. It was in every single embarrassment of riches, how much better they were than everyone else that season. And there's no doubt in my mind they win if they don't have some freak injuries. So that one deserved to be. Deserve to be mentioned as well. And just also oh, Fresh yeah. Meat 1 and 2 are, uh, it's my favorite genre of season for sure. And those two seasons are both in my top five favorite seasons ever. So there's a little bias added to of teams that did well. <laughs> um, Fresh Meat 2 will be mentioned again um, when we get up to the top, top of the oh, list. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, wanna... I love I love that you name that one. And honestly, like as soon, even though he's not here, as soon yeah. as Josh listens to this, he is going to love you because he he had told us that that was going to be one of the ones he wanted to make sure was mentioned if he made it on the pod tonight because that was like his number one like season or whatever um or you know one of his favorite seasons um it's the most so dominant he, that i can remember being like 3 4 episodes in of being like okay well they're going to win so like what are, yeah. what are we even doing here and then they get hurt but i've never felt like that before of like oh they're they're literally going to win. I'm a hundred percent certain. I would bet anything on it. Like how, exactly. what, what are they going to be put in front of them that they're going to lose who's to any gonna, of these other teams? Who's going to beat them? Yeah. Who's going to beat them? Nobody, nobody's yeah. going to beat them. Yeah. No sick injuries. Injuries are going to beat them. <laughs> Maybe my guy, Theo Vaughn, but he didn't even beat Terrell. So. <laughs> Tony, what do you got? So 
I am now with different headphones that I can now hear everything that's not going on on the podcast as well. Mm. So that's a fun <laughs> adjustment. Um, I have Johnny Riley on here. So oh, wow. made his final the very first season. He was four for 11 in dailies. Now he technically was put up for elimination, but that was when Frank got sent home. Um, and so that meant there, it didn't necessarily mean that there wasn't an elimination. It then ended up being that there was one less person to pull a kill card. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Riley really lucked out because I think the only yeah. person he could have beaten was Swift simply because the other two were Jordan and CT. And it yeah. just so happened that nobody pulled the kill card. So he was safe. And even though that was only episode three, he never ended up going back into elimination again. And he ended up in second place. Like he, I think he surprised absolutely everyone because nobody was really expecting him to do as well as he did, especially with the cast that was there. Um, Mm -hmm. But he really killed it. And he did like incredibly well. Yeah. I want to just kind of talk on that because it hasn't, uh, well, I don't know in podcast time when it's going to be out, but I did mention that. I think free agents was specifically set up to be the rubber match of bananas and CT from battle of the X's one and rivals Two. Yep. to mm-hmm. kind of get like that Ollie Frazier kind yep. of break the tie yep. kind of thing. And, and we got it, the, but they were not expecting Johnny. Riley. Yeah. Johnny Riley plays the, one of the, the most perfect season he could play mm-hmm. gets lucky as hell in that elimination and makes the final instead of CT. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it, but well, yeah. he doesn't make Anyways. it instead of CT. See, they, they all stood there at the start of the final CT lost the puzzles to Johnny bananas, which is, as I mentioned in the early going, <laughs> I, have, I have a very strong opinion on those two versus each other. Not which one I like better, but which one should be regarded as the greatest. And uh, <laughs> that is maybe the biggest feather in Johnny Bananas's cap is uh, he beat CT in a three puzzles to make the final random kill card drawing uh, elimination. So, no, I totally. mean, that's that's a really fair argument on that. You know, and it almost ends um, up being good because I don't CT going up another ice cap mountain right after X's. I feel like, you know, maybe he would have redeemed himself, but also I feel like he would have went the Zach route of just a big guy at that elevation way, way harder. Mm-hmm. To keep all that mm-hmm. muscle moving. Yeah. Where was, was free agents filmed in central America? Was it like Mexico or was it South America? Um, it was like Chile, Chile, it was in Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great location. And then the final, though, was in like the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What was the one that was Thailand that he. What invasion? He's won twice. He should have won. Rivals 2 yeah, and Thailand. The, Rivals 2 and yeah, Invasions. And invasion. Yeah. I thought War of the Worlds 2 was in Thailand too. It is. Yeah. There's been four in Phuket, um, those three, and then the ruins. Yeah, the ruins was the one that he that he did not. Yeah, yeah, okay. He did not win. He wasn't on that one. one. Perfect. So, (laughs) ironically, out there that say there's some things worth watching, (laughs) and it's it's such a it's a horrible season. Not even getting into the that it cost people their challenge careers for things that might have happened. So the other side of that is the one season that I told Rick and Karina to skip is Survivor Thailand Uh, because (laughs) it is the like worst season and the most <laughs> like unworthy winner ever. Uh, it's just like, it is 
See, I yeah, can't watch no. it because I'll get mad. I'll get mad. I get mad every time that I think about it, let alone having to watch it the first time and on the rewatch. You don't ever get mad, though, about like unjust winnings, like biased juries and stuff. You're always like, what the jury says is what's supposed to be. Well, technically <laughs> I what I say that. is that <laughs> whoever the jury picks is who's supposed to win because that's, it's the job it for is. the jury to pick the winner. So, Blech. but Blech. Thailand, no, they, there was, there was no good pick in Thailand. That's how Thailand went. Fair. They could have that's picked fair. Jeff Probst and it would have been a better winner than the person who won. <laughs> So <laughs> since we brought up free agents, I will just throw out two two people that did make my uh my final nine. Um yeah. at eight, I had Laurel on free agents, which I think is the most I don't think anyone beats her, any female ever at their peak beats her in that season. But no. I still think there's a more dominant, a couple more dominant female seasons, but it made the final cut at eight and then bananas on free agents was actually my fourth best. He cracked the top five, uh, mostly because I mean, he did beat CT in that puzzle, which was a big, big deal. That was mm-hmm. the season of Jordan coming in, dare saying, I'll flip a ball the and go three. against you and doing and it. And then he bananas did. Yeah. Up and winning and bananas is about 50, 50 his career in eliminations. And so to win that one uh, was real big. And that cast was pretty stacked from the male side. And it was a game where he was right at the tipping point of, no, you've won too many of these and you're always in charge <laughs> of everything. And so the first couple challenges of that season, he's kind of running things, but then it's slowly as more group conversations happen, there's more and more often than not, they're like, bananas, we don't want to listen to you. Like Nani and Laurel <laughs> and a bunch of people are like, no, like we're right. not, we're not, you don't just get to do this and win again and like run this whole thing. And Jordan's calling him out. So right. I th- I had that as bananas had to be on here one of his wins and I think that's by far his his strongest win and cracked my top five of best seasons ever when you beat Jordan and CT I, in yeah. elimination you win a very difficult final even if the competition wasn't that strong once he got to the final it was still hell of a hard final to complete um, it was and he I forget how many dailies he won that season but four amount he stayed in power so yeah yeah. So, those, well, those two, and, both free agents winners, they're on my on my short list. Yeah, they both won four. Well, yeah, they're and, they're definitely in the top five. Yeah. Well, and my thing with that, my so my biggest thing with bananas win on free agents, and the reason that I respect that win of his the absolute most out of all of his wins <clears throat> is because like that win was it was it was history. It was iconic. It was the first time that anyone had ever broken Darrell's record of four and hit that five mark. And, you know, obviously CT just matched that recently with this, with his latest win on uh, season 37, mm-hmm. but up until just, uh, you know, like what, three, four months ago, it, nobody had matched bananas record at that five challenge mm-hmm. championships. So for me like that, I, sorry. And I'm sorry no. for anybody that I jumped in over. Um, I also had that one on my list and that was why is because it's, it's one of those like history making iconic wins, um, you know, and it definitely, definitely belongs. I love that you have it in top five. Cause I think it definitely belongs yeah. there. So someone, one of the different like, uh, fan accounts on Twitter posted today or yesterday, like the picture of free agents and said best season ever. 
And I don't think it, it's not my personal best season ever, but it's in the consideration, which adds even mm-hmm. more to it of like, as far as like memorable, really great season. And just kind of at the peak at the challenge was really peaking in those mid 20 seasons that run really from rivals to dirty 30 is right. when it was kind of at its best. Um, yeah. And that season was definitely paramount in that. Yeah. So I love it. So that one is in like would be in my top five. Yeah. Uh, if I would have like done an actual number, Same. that would have been in my yeah. top five. Same. And I was going to bring it up, but and I probably will later. But uh, I'm going to jump in real quick because I have to use the restroom after mm-hmm. I say this. But these are kind of like my I want to make sure I mention these people before I get into my heavy list of like these are really good. Yeah. Um, but the first one being uh, on the women's side, uh, Ninja, Natalie Ninja on war of the world's one mm-hmm. okay. uh, she won five dailies um first place in the opening challenge and four tribunals in there um she had two elimination wins and the the main one or the actual elimination where it was still teams i believe pairs was mm-hmm. uh cam and ashley Ashley, yeah, Beast, Ashley Kane, yeah. 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 Um, I for, I know it's not his name, but the dude looks like a bear, so I always want to say that, but I know that's not him. It's <laughs> Ashley Kane. So, yeah. um, and then I believe she beat. Could it be hun- further from different people too? <laughs> exactly, right. Could it be but more like, of a gosh. saint or more of a piece of shit. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But like, as far as like physical presence, dude's a fucking bear. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I, he's like a giant grizzly or praying he comes back on the show. Beast. Oh yes. God, yeah, he he would do amazing. I he's, want him back so bad. His level of athleticism recently too is on a is ridiculous whole new level of the endurance side of things and everything, and he's still got the strength. It, and yeah, he would be terrifying to go very much him. tailored. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jacob, but very much tailored towards the challenge. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, so the other one I have is that I wanted to give a quick shout out to that I thought was a really, you know, dominant season for it only being his, I believe, his second season on the challenge. And if he doesn't get injured, he might make it to the finals and make some, you know, some actual headway. And that's going to be uh, Hunter in Dirty 30. Mm. Um, I thought you were going to say Dustin. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but shout out to Dustin. Um, so Hunter in Dirty 30, um, I believe he had one, two, uh, three, four daily wins. And then he had... What, two eliminations? Three eliminations? No, he, he went into four eliminations, um, beat Corey... Then lost to Nelson, so had to go against his best friends. Mm-hmm. Went into redemption, beat Corey, mm-hmm. and then came in and beat Leroy. Yeah, and Leroy's no punk, right? No. And then he was, uh, I believe, he just finished last in the final daily and was eliminated before going into the final. I might be wrong on that memory. I'm going strictly off that. Mm. But oh, uh, like the final purge, right? Before yeah, it was like the one where they had to they. I, I forget if they were on their back and they had to like climb some, but he messed up his wrist or his hand really bad. Has mm-hmm. yeah, um, the last couple episodes of that? I yeah, remember that. Yeah, but he makes that final, right? You know, instead of CT or instead of you know Derek, we we might have a different discussion on what happened. I don't think anybody's right. beating Jordan, but we might have a different no. discussion on second and third. And that's so those are maybe the last if Jordan two I'm broke both of his legs, someone would have beaten right? him. But he only broke the one, <laughs> and I should just. 
quick aside, there's a different Jordan season that we will talk about later, but it should be noted that he did win that final versus Derek and CT with a torn ACL in his leg. Yeah, I have, I have Jordan down, yeah. Oh, God. I won't go off it's the tangent, ridiculous. but I did not know until recently rewatching the first couple seasons. That was the second time in challenge history that a parachute uh, professional Has almost failed. killed a challenge. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What, what was the first one? I wasn't aware of that. Season four? challenge three or challenge 2000, the third season, the final third. mission. It's not like a final, but they're finally last daily mission. Uh, they yeah. parachute or they, they do, they free jump. They don't jump with a trainer um attached which is illegal now um because none yeah. of them had ever skydiving before they jump out with people next to them who hold on to them until they pull their chute and then they let them go down by themselves and have to steer and land on their own and first yes duffy yes duffy lands really bad and gets pretty fucked up but walks it off and then uh what's her name amaya not amaya uh i'm not i'm blanking on her name now but another a girl uh like lands really hard and gets a concussion and breaks their ankle. And it's like, oh, brutal. Shit. like it's like, Jeez. Holy cow. like, yeah. that's, this is horrifying. Like, and again, this, it's illegal to <laughs> not do yeah. a tandem jump your first, like 20 jumps now, if you want to skydive. Um, so yeah, that had happened before. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Man, the, the old challenge was just like the wild West. Mm-hmm. They you had know, no people. safety rules. It was really, really sketch. No safety rules. They couldn't keep Julie from trying to kill Veronica. I mean, it was just wild. Crazy shit. Crazy days. <laughs> Shout out to her for that one, though. So um, uh, it was Amaya. Me, guys. Okay, I was right. I, I wanted to get that right. Amaya, Amaya. Amaya. Okay. from Real World Hawaii. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, to check that out. I'm gonna want to see that again. Yeah, we can watch it. Last um, episode. Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, since we were actually just talking about Dirty Thirty, and Rick kind of brought him up. Um, I didn't even have this written down, but just kind of sitting here thinking about it. So this is just a, 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 a random, I'm going rogue and I'm throwing a name in. Um, I just want to give a shout out and mention Derek K on dirty 30 because like he hadn't been on in like 10 fucking seasons. Mm -hmm. And then he comes out of nowhere, comes in absolutely just like, like, I don't want to say he killed the season, but like he did really, really well. Ended up going into the last elimination against the fucking arguably the best to ever play the game and beat him in the final elimination and mm-hmm. then turned around and came in second right behind Jordan. And from what I've heard, although CT was had a there was a pretty big distance um, between, you know, Jordan and Derek and CT, there wasn't a huge difference between Jordan no. and Derek's times. So I just like to me, that's really impressive and definitely worth a mention for for Derek K on Dirty 30. For sure. And I left that one off because uh, for not winning, I didn't have anyone on my list more than once unless it was they won multiple times and I wanted to mention multiple. But I had Derek on the gauntlet, too, as his best season ever, where Uh. he won six out of the 16 dailies or their team did. And he ended up going four and one in eliminations. And that was the season where once you were the captain, if your team lost, like you were in the elimination and he was up for the first male elimination. He was like, I want to go in. I want to be the captain and got it and had a nice run Had a couple memorable, memorable wins. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you go in five of them, you get beat at some point. Um, but I thought that I had that as slight edge as his best season ever. Well, and that, that final elimination that he ended up losing, wasn't that the one where he went against like Timmy and that 
pole yeah, where you had you to pull, pull each, each other, other in the one sand. Way or the other, yeah. And like Timmy's not a small guy. No, like, Timmy's you know, awesome. that's a that's that's a I love Timmy so uh, yeah, much. Re- I wish he would come back. Redo oh. a battle of the seasons right now, and which is Timmy's just on he's just couldn't be more entertaining. I'm just falling in love with Timmy Baggy all over again. Oh yeah. But I mean, but that was a that was a really great season for Derek. I mean, and like you said, we got a lot of we got a lot of really memorable moments from that. I mean, that was that that was where the whole TJ and Cyrus almost fighting um oh, gosh, came yeah. from because <laughs> because T, you know Cyrus thought TJ was TJ's him in the season, sand. His first, maybe that was his first. Yeah, <laughs> I always I always found that funny too. I'm like your first season, and you're already trying to fight the cast. TJ, like yeah. calm down. <laughs> like I love TJ, but Cyrus. Cyrus would have worked him. Yeah. Cyrus is a big yeah. bad man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um I know Karina was talking about Derek K um on Dirty 30. Um, Tony, who do you have? Um, I'm gonna quickly give a shout out to Jody for yes. um because she was what was it? It was I had it and then I lost it. The duel for win. Yeah, there we go. First um, individual winner. Yeah, and she was seven for 15 in dailies, and she never hit the elimination floor. And that's one of those never hit the elimination floor where I consider it to be a good thing rather than a skated by thing. Um, and I mean, like, Jody's awesome. And I would love to see her back again. Like, I know, obviously, she was on All Stars, but she she brings so much to the show beyond just the fact that she's a beast. Absolutely. It really is. This was uh yeah. that was slotted in a number six for me. Um as you said, dominated that was clearly the best female there in regard physical, mental, whatever they put in front of them. And as you said, also the not going into elimination, and it was not one where in the dual seasons, you know, the way they pick, you can kind of if if you're really good friends with, you know, the one dominant person you can skate by. But that season, she every time was like a third to two thirds of the way down the list. Like she always had to do a little bit of politicking, a little bit of social to on the the half of the time where she wasn't winning that half the time she won. She got to start it all off. But the other half, it wasn't like, oh, when she didn't win, her kind of pseudo partner, you know, was winning. It was her always finding a way to like, just let me know that I'm ahead of two people on this list at all times. And I'm never ended up in there. So. Yeah, that that season definitely is up there for me. I always feel personally vindicated when one of the things that I say is on your list because <laughs> <laughs> both Laurel and Bananas on free agents were on my list as well. And it was just like, perfect. I've got nice that in there because I mean, like, um, yeah, go for it, Rick. Oh, no, I was just going to echo what you were saying about uh, Jody on that, which is she's on my list, too. And the not going into the elimination is not a big deal to me, because even if she did, I only see one girl in that season maybe beating her in elimination, and that would be Anissa. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. The, right, with the right elimination. Yeah. Right elimination. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, nobody else is beating her. Like, that was one of those kind of talking about, like, Coral and Evan in um in Fresh Meat One, where it was like really early in the season, you're like, oh, she's she's head over head and you know head and shoulders above everybody else. She's still like that. Yeah, yeah. that's. I true. mean, look at All Stars Two, where we just seen her return, and yeah. she worked with Derek, and they got killed screwed. it. Yeah, worked yeah. With Brad killed it, and yeah, and got screwed at the end. But 
I mean, she still was like one of the most dominating females on the, on the cast. And it's been like how long, like 18, like 15, yeah. 18 years since she's been on yeah. like crazy. I blame it on the Greek salad. <laughs> um, I will never eat a salad and not think about Ayana now. Makes me, she makes me my girl salads. Ayana. I love her I so love much. Her. Love Ayana. She's the best. Another person I want to bring up as far as a guy who had a pretty dominant season but didn't win, and it was actually in the same season as I believe Jacob already mentioned, which was War of the Worlds one with Turbo. But I'm taking Wes. Um, And the reason I'm saying that is six out of 12 uh, tribunals he made. So he made half the tribunals that season. Yeah. So there was like, you know, like, I mean, that's pretty fucking dominant when you're making the decision 50% of the time. Right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he was well connected. That was one of those seasons where, you know, once bananas was gone, he didn't really have anyone outside of like Baron Devon that didn't like him. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, on top of that, you know, he he had one elimination win. And I know Zach and Zahilda aren't like, you know, oh, my God, those are phenomenal. But they're not layups either. Right. No. Like yeah. They're tough competitors. And then once again, third place in the hardest final ever done. And if Turbo has to do some of the eating or the math. That's my thing. Yeah. Like we that's might. my that's my only thing. And I'm actually glad that you brought this back up because when Jacob, when you mentioned Turbo earlier, I was gonna say this and then like I lost my train of thought and I I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the only reason that I don't I actually don't have Turbo's season listed at all. And I feel kind of bad for that because it is a really dominating season. But at the same time, like I don't know, I just I wonder so much about that final. And, like, how differently it could have been if there wasn't that whole, like, oh, you can just skip the eating thing. Because that's, like, one of the most, like, fundamental and difficult parts of a final is the eating portion, right? Like, that's the the equalizer. equalizer. Yes, right? Mm -hmm. And he got to skip that. And so, for me, it's, like, it's so hard for me to be, like, he's the best, like, and maybe not apply to this because it still was a dominant season. But when people are, like that's the best win ever. Like, and they want to put turbo on like as the goat and stuff. And I'm like, but he didn't even, no. I, I just, no, I can't no. get on board with yeah. that. Yeah. I would put Theo and Wes ahead of turbo on that season, despite the fact that they came second and third to his first. Dude, can we, can we give Theo a shout out for, he's his, on my for, list for his, is, well, he's then on here, mine you, too. You, but hold on, hold on. I'm not done. No, yet. do your thing. Oh. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um. Anyways, uh, the woman I wanted to mention is Susie from the Runes. 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 Ruins. We just told we were Ruins. told specifically not to mention that season. <laughs> oh, well, I just... Susie's performance can, can be mentioned. <laughs> she just she crushed she it, did. and uh, even if she she fairly speaks ill of the show nowadays to some degree but uh in a interesting and deserved way for there obviously are some negative sides of the show that we love uh so much so i'm glad someone is discussing them but yeah she crushed it on that season oh yeah i mean and we've been talking yeah we've been talking about like oh they won seven out of 13 or they won five out of 12 she won eight out of nine dailies now obviously it was a team-based season if i remember correctly it was yeah, yeah. it was she the had most like, lopsided teams that they've ever it was been. ever so ever ridiculous been. Like, yeah but the thing was was that 
what I find impressive about her performance that season is that like none of the guys wanted her there. Like they, no. especially towards the end, like mm-hmm. they were trying to throw challenges to get her sent into elimination so that they could have an all male, you and know, finalist yeah. team. And she and just kept winning. She just and kept winning. And then she ended up kicking fucking ass in that final. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Excuse my language. No, but. no, no. <laughs> and that's why she's making my list is because of the three elimination wins. Yep. Um, against Brianna, Kimberly, and Casey. And then obviously winning the final that season. So. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Tony, why don't you tell us more about Theo? Uh, he was he was five dailies. He had the one elimination with the hall brawl against Kyle. And he and like Kyle's no slouch. Like I under understand Kyle doesn't have the best luck in hall brawls, but Kyle doesn't quit <laughs> at all no, for no. anything. So broken finger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Theo, like Theo coming out on top in that one was impressive. And I, I forget what the topic was when we like, when I watched it last, but I went back and rewatched that specific elimination and it's just, just as much of a nail biter, 100% knowing what the outcome is as it was the first time that I watched it. Yes. And Theo, like, yes, he was with Kara and that obviously is a nice shield, but he also like was just as active in the house as far as social game Yep. And he was willing to get down and dirty when he needed to. He was willing to have those conversations that weren't always comfortable, but he still came out on top. And as we've said time and time again, like that final was intense yeah. and he came in second and he came in second against somebody who had advantages that he didn't necessarily have. Right. Yep. Right. Well, and from what, from what we understood after talking to Wes was that, after you know day two because apparently day one you know everybody was pretty close um but after day two is where Wes really lost some time and he said that it wasn't really close no matter like what the fans really like to say that it was like this super close thing he said he wasn't that close but as far as Theo and Turbo they were decently close in their final final times um you know and so that's that's impressive because Again, going back to the fact that, yes, you know, Turbo won and, you know, killed this this final, um, you know, he got to skip portions of it that Theo had to do and still wasn't that far behind him. So yeah. it makes me wonder, like, if Theo also had that same advantage, would he have maybe beaten Turbo? You know, it's it's one of those things. It's just one of those, you know, those things. So, yeah. And here's my thing. I like turbo is a really great great competitor maybe one of the best competitors we've ever seen up there with ct yeah as far as physically gifted and just you know you wouldn't want to ever go against him or bet against him in an elimination or a physical daily no but my knock on turbo is that he couldn't he couldn't control his emotions yep and if you can't control your emotions you don't have a good social game or a good political game and that's going to screw you time and time again. Yeah. And you can't tell me that Jordan didn't know what he was doing in War of the Worlds 2 
when he kept <laughs> prodding him and pushing him and pushing him, he knew what he was going to do. He oh, was yeah. never going to beat him in an elimination. Well, I can't say that. Whoa. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> say that. Watch your time. Yeah, I can't say that. He he would have had a hell of a time beating Turbo in an elimination. Everyone else was thinking that yeah. and applauding yeah. what Jordan was, yes, correct, was very much doing purposely yeah. or with some, <laughs> some level of purpose behind it. Oh, yeah. And that's why, to me, Jordan consistently hits my Mount Rushmore is not only because of his physical attributes, but he's smart enough to see, okay, I can get this guy out this way. Yeah. He's, and I'm going to push you that. And that's my plays, knock on turbo. He plays mental. He plays emotional. He plays social. He plays physical. He plays, you know what I mean? Like he's just, he's one of those all around players. He's amazing. I love and, that. and that <laughs> also speaks to Jordan too, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where, Yes, you can play the game the way that the game is meant to be played of Daly's Eliminations Final, but you can also play the game on a completely different level. And that is if you know how to get out a huge competitor without yep. setting foot in the elimination floor and you can do it safely, <laughs> then mm -hmm. go for it. Um yeah, it's not necessarily the most above board way of doing things, but it got the job done. No. And yeah. I mean, like you can't, you can't fault him for it. No, no, absolutely not. That's how the best not. players, how did they get it done? It, it came right back at him when, you know, bananas and West throw him in yeah. with a bum shoulder in one hand versus Fessy in a pole wrestle. And Jordan yep. turned around and applauded uh, and said, yes, this is what you should do. This is yep. one of the only ways you can get me out. That's yep. what a player should do. No matter if it looks a little sketch or, you know, people are going to yeah. say that you're a bad guy. It's if, the game. It's helping you win. It's helping you win. That's what the game is. So it, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, it's the game. And that's the people who can separate the game from like real life too. Yep. Which is huge because some people can't no. and they yeah. carry those grudges with them and it negatively impacts their game in seasons to come. Whereas other people like the game is the game and real life is real life. And the people mm -hmm. who can screw you over in the game, you can still go out for a beer with after the show's over. Exactly. Yep, sure. Yeah. And I, I respect people who can play that way, you know, and it's funny. I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to jump in if nobody Go ahead, minds. No. Go um, for it. I'm good with it. Because of what you were just talking about, you know, about how there's different, you know, types of of gameplay and, you know, speaking on being able to go after a big name in the house without actually having to step in the ring. I want to give a shout out to this person. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like representing the ladies tonight because like all my guys keep getting named off right before. Um, so again, this is another, another uh, lady shout out here. Um, but I want to give a mention to this person, even though she did not win this season um, and she actually is not a champion in at all. I still think that it was a very impressive season and I hope to see more from her. And that's going to be cam on double agents. Um, I feel like her social game in that season was just literally out of this freaking world. Um, she made so many things happen, including like her skull, Leroy's skull. Um, you know, she helped, uh, you know, they got Casey's skull. Like she was part of all of those, those, uh, you know, behind the scenes, like social workings that made those things happen um you know and then she goes into the final partnered with Corey, and you know and she does really well comes in in second place and you know i don't know i just i think that that season for her as much as like uh what was it final reckoning where she had that just like absolutely epic 
move that she made is as great as that was. And as great as her season was that, or as great as her gameplay was that season. I just really, really loved the way that she played in double agents. And at the same time, also giving a shout out to Leroy because my God, dude, if he would have played like that sooner, I think Leroy would be a champion. Yeah, agreed. And I'm going to just hop in real quick because I'm going to throw out one final honorable mention for someone who didn't win. And it's Cam as well, but mine's for Vendettas. Um, You know, her presence in that elimination, I believe she did three eliminations, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I know one was against Natalie. Mm -hmm. um, And I know the one against tory right in the mercenary i forget who the final one was i can't quite recall i know natalie was the final one no natalie was the first one are you sure yeah it was the upside down i'm pretty sure and then it was tory and then there was another one maybe it wasn't three eliminations maybe it was only two no it was three i know for a fact we got cam b tory as a mercenary coming in, Cam beat Ashley as Ashley. a mercenary coming in, right. and then Cam beat Natalie. Third. That's right, Ashley. Okay. So one of the strongest current females in the sport, or in the show, in Tori, a champion in Ashley. A recent champion, because what, Vendetta's was season like 32? Yeah, so. You know, Ashley had just won on 29. 31, yeah. 31 to yeah so 29 to 31 and then natalie who the following season takes out the goat well and she was supposed to like she was she was expected to win that because of her her Her, background and her ability with balancing so right um so i just wanted to throw her out there real quick i love it um jacob go ahead and a big moment for cam and that the one she beat tori as tori being a mercenary that was when they had four mercenaries come in and the mercenaries went three and one the only one that beat them was cam yeah uh, but it gets a little overshadowed because that was also the night of Derek versus joss who i will quickly say yes uh, joss was the last of the 37 people put on my list because i still i will watch that uh elimination just to get hyped up anytime and if yeah. if Derek is the only person who could have walked through there who would have battled him to a tie and then an accidental loss. And I think Joss was winning that season. Um, hands hands down. down. If he yeah. continues, he did it. Agreed. Outside of the rocket Gibraltar, he wasn't dominating, dominating, but the rocket Gibraltar was all we need to know. If, if that guy's in the final at that season, he was just far superior in yeah. the endurance and was seemingly willing to do all the other stuff. Maybe, maybe a puzzle trips him up a little, but. He could run real fast, so good made up for it. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Kyle, the MVP for the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> oh, my yes, gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to explain you, what everybody else knows. You but are so just obsessed saying. Rick continually this. needling the same point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, gosh, it's, Tony. You know, so, some people like... I don't know. I I can't. Uh-oh. I don't. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do <laughs> oh, it. Gosh. <laughs> Jacob, are you missing any of your top nine? Yeah, I will. I will stick to just those for the rest of the way here and then give my super fast, long list of honorable mentions after. Um, So I've got five still standing of my nine that have not been mentioned. Beauty. One of them, actually, the number seven kind of almost was offhand, but that's CT and Wes on Rivals 2. Nice. Mainly for the competition factor. I think that the male side of that final is 
by far the best group of finalists there's ever been as far as all six yes. of them being yeah absolutely like amazing and i did mention before i kind of feel like both frank and johnny and ct and west died a little <laughs> bit but because it was only them you know it didn't really seem that way but the when they had to when they had to move the 20 you know fake bodies yeah uh which took like hours of just walking back and forth with hundreds of pounds in, in the Thailand heat. Obviously it's going to be incredibly tough, but oh yeah, um, still stand by the, what I said earlier, I think Jordan <laughs> Marlin, if they don't get purged, might've caught up and won that. But yeah. CT and Wes uh, that season was pretty stacked. They, while their team, you know, that was one production, definitely they were real rivals, but it was also one where it was, it'd be nice if CT won one. So, yeah. you know, he could have a bunch of different rivals potentially, but let's give him Wes because we think they can win. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so that one, and then the other one to move into my top five, four of my top five haven't been said. And my fifth one was the one that was by far the most surprising when I went through today and looked back and somehow my, the season I might dislike the most of recent seasons I uh, had someone make crack my top five and I will give a quick aside shout out to Corey on bloodlines also made my list yes. because I did not realize how unbelievably well he was a winner of eight out of the 10 daily challenges mm -hmm. on that because yeah. when they went to teams for six in a row, the one team won every time. So that helps a little, but uh second place. So shout out to Corey that he does have a season worthy of being mentioned, but car Maria <laughs> on bloodlines was my number five. Uh, nice. I think. Over Vendettas, it was her best season, which is why I didn't have Vendettas on here because I kind of crossed it off when I put this Bloodlines one on. Um, but while the cast wasn't great, and again, I don't particularly like that season from an entertainment value standpoint, they won seven <laughs> dailies. They won two eliminations, including she won, uh, I believe it was pole wrestle or a version of pole wrestle versus Anissa and the final yeah. elimination before. So she's a part of the long history of Anissa losing right before the final. Oh, um, God. And she ran that game in a game that was very weird, be given, you know, the whole bloodline plot of it, so, you know, pseudo fresh meat. Only half the people had experience or had, you know, real any sway or anything. Right. And I thought that was her best social game that she's played. And then, you know, the final, you know, Corey and Mitchard, they're okay. And Jenna and Brianna, <laughs> finished and that was great for them um so not the hardest final but her and jamie did kill it and i think if it wasn't for her saying the word cousin a thousand seventy two times that season yeah, people yeah, would remember gosh. how amazing of a season it was for her um and yeah. so i was it was the most surprising entry it would when i really looked at it, it was like i damn like that that was kind of her peak to me and really where she put everything together and it absolutely was. dominated start to finish yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that season was like her turning point. You know what I mean? I feel like, um, gosh, what was the one she was on right before Bloodlines? I'm trying to think of what it was, but I, it, was that the Battle of the Exes? She was not on Exes 2, was she? Uh, I can't remember which she one was. she did with she Abe. On, like every season. Yeah, I can't yeah she was on Exes 2 with Abe. Let me put okay. up here. She was on but Rivals then, yeah. 3. No, she wasn't on Rivals 3. That's what ended her streak, wasn't it? What? Because she had the streak of longest castings, I thought. I, I don't know. Uh, it ended on X's. Yeah, she was not on okay. X's 2. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. 
Um, yeah. but I feel but like the Abe thing was with, on bloodlines. Abe came in as a replacement and then there yes, was the whole Thomas on the back right. of the bus situation and mm-hmm. bananas blowing that up. Um, so she even over overcame, you know, exactly. bananas taken the biggest shot he could have. I've got a little bit of scandal I can, you know, put out there and I'll try to detonate that on you. And she yep. overcame it and battled through having, uh, an ex who she had some real, you know, like real, you know, I don't want to say trauma necessarily, but you know, a real up and down long history and to have that person walk into the house and to be able to mentally overcome that is another reason why it's just, you know, oh, yeah. the, it, that, the turning point that you said, that was the most part of the turning point of like, Oh, like she can handle this now. Like she has, you know, built up the tool set, the mental uh, ability to take this situation that is, would be extremely difficult and frustrating for anyone yeah. and can handle it and can get through it and then also perform and dominate on the side. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the thing is, is like, I feel like, I mean, obviously like we didn't really like watch Kara grow up, but I feel like we watched Kara grow up on TV, right? Because she was this totally quiet, shy, meek kind of, you know, little, I don't want to say little girl, but Young you know, woman. yeah, when she first started and then, but it was in bloodlines and on bloodlines and then moving forward after where it was like that something switched, something changed. And it was like seeing her go from where she, we, she used to be where we used to see her getting picked on all the time and always constantly by herself and just, you know, like being weird, but in a weird kind of way. Um, and then it was like, bloodlines and forward you know it was like she learned to accept herself and she learned to make other people accept who she was going to be and I love that for her and I I, so I'm I'm really glad you brought that season up I I do I don't like that season I agree (laughs) I don't I think I've seen it the cast is just real bad it's It's just just, yeah yeah. and and the entertainment people that complain about the cast the like the last season or two I'm like they're you can have some complaints, but like there's a couple seasons I can point to you. And for a recent one, Bloodlines <laughs> to be like, you know, yeah. like the casting's hard and it can go really, really wrong, like a lot worse than you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, can I jump in? Sure. Okay. So um, I'm pretty much done with my non winners. Um, so my next one, and yeah. this is one of the women that I really had to debate on if I was going to make her my top top woman or not. And I, I team win once again, and then recency bias for myself. Um, but so the one that I want to mention is um, Sarah Grayson. Um, and if you guys have listened to our previous episode where we talked about best rookie season of all time, you'll know how passionate we all got, uh, talking (laughs) about that. And Sarah Grayson was a big part of that. Um, and the reason we, uh, the reason I say that is because it is really one of the greatest rookie seasons that's ever been played, but it's also just one of the greatest seasons played. It might not be the most dominant season ever played. And that's why she wasn't my number one. Um, but it's still a hell of a season. So I have to throw it out there and worth the, mentioning. It, yeah. So the, her team, they went eight and 14. So they won the majority of eliminations or dailies that season. Mm-hmm. The big thing is, is she went into the fucking, excuse my language, but went into elimination five times and won every single time. Yep. 
and then she got first place in the final and won. I believe it was a Saturn Ion yeah. and drove that that mug mm-hmm. off into the sunset. Yep. And then, <laughs> um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jacob. I'm so glad you brought this one up. Uh, it was the literally the first one I wrote down when I just started from like top of mind um, and made my long honorable mention list. The five and zero in eliminations <laughs> is obviously super impressive, but even more so when it's she was kind of like the outcast of her team, yep. which is yes. why even though she continued being one of, if not the best in every daily for her team, yep. her team pretty, it wasn't right away. It was not until like the fifth gauntlet where they were like, we could just throw in Sarah again. And then like, we could just do it every time. Like she already kind of hates us. And like, this is already this like bad situation. So like, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And there were multiple of them where afterwards they would all be like, are we going to cheer fake cheer? Are we going to like actually try to like get this yeah. group back together? Um, but overcoming that part of it, of like being the outcast in a challenge house is very, very difficult. I can only imagine yeah. and overcoming that. But the final thing to add, I mentioned it once before. So worth mentioning again, the one person that did help her get through um, that was willing to hang out there was the one and only Theo Vaughn who, May or, they may or may not have had a little romance going that season um but yeah uh that one of the one of my favorite seasons and one of my favorite performances for sure yeah absolutely absolutely now i i'm gonna do two quick ones um one i forgot to mention i don't know and i'm sorry if someone else has mentioned this earlier no. um but it's a ct season that he did not win and that's inferno too um okay. you know really great season i don't really need to go too in depth on it if you're a ct he fan he murdered it he murdered it they didn't win there <laughs> you go i had i had landon from the winning side of inferno too is the mm-hmm. one one candidate i was willing to consider from the team season yeah right, right. yeah that it, was he did he did do really well that season landon oh yeah absolutely on yeah inferno um, too, yeah but this is like my real list and um this one part of this uh, is someone that we've ar- I've already mentioned. The other one has been mentioned and will be mentioned again. I am sure I am positive, um, <laughs> but it's Sarah and Jordan on Battle of the Axis too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. th- they had, yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, three uh, daily wins, yep. and I believe yep. they had one elimination. And it was one of those Correct. going into the final, even though this was Jordan's first like our first real look into Jordan without another guy as his partner. Uh-huh. I walked into that final knowing that it was one-sided like that. Oh, yeah. That it was, it was over. Yeah. It was Jordan and Sarah's to lose basically. Yeah. Um, so it, it was one of those seasons that I just, I feel like once CT and DM left, it was, there was such a vacuum and that's where Jordan and Sarah came in. And even if CT and DM don't leave, Jordan no, and Sarah still, were such a good I, team. I think, yeah, I think Jordan and Sarah absolutely murdered that. And then, I mean, they also made like one of the most, you know, iconic moves in challenge history that led to yet another most iconic mm-hmm. move in challenge history. You know what I mean? Definitely. And it wasn't just the the one move. The move was the payoff of they went into that and expertly played the, all right, this is peak bananas versus Wes. Yep. We're in the middle of it how do we play this and when do we switch from one side to the other? When do we switch back yep. handling the, Oh my God, uh, bananas and Nani are here again. What the hell is this TJ? Yeah. And they expertly handled playing the middle of that and then pulling the move was the, you know, the payoff of it. 
that was that one was on my list for sure as well. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah was actually that was my um like my my number one spot. So I'm definitely glad you brought that one up. That is definitely for me, that was like Sarah's best season, even better than Rivals Three, in my opinion. Agreed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Karina, you want to jump in? Um, this one, I'm going to throw this one out um, because so this is going to be my last girl that I have um, because my other girl that I had left was Sarah. But obviously, we just talked about her on uh, Battle of the Exes, too. Um, and this one, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are going to allow this one because um, <laughs> it's not on the fo- it's not from the flagship, but <laughs> <laughs> Please say an all stars name. Do not it's- say Jeff's first pro's name right now. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> T.O. <laughs> no, um, I, to me, I'm just it's super, super, super impressed with this person and their performance um, in both of the all stars, but especially all stars two. And that is going to be John A. Yeah, um, for sure. I've, always thought that John A is like an incredible competitor and it's always just been like that one little missing link with her just like something wasn't clicking before um but it seems like since she's come back to all-stars after you know becoming a mom and getting married and all of that stuff that like that it's clicking for her you know what I mean she's got that that drive and that passion and she's got something to fight for that she truly truly cares about um and I think that that's made a huge difference in her uh, in her drive and her focus. But I think that she's always had these, um, you know, like these physical capabilities to handle these challenges. It just was taking that little extra bit uh, to get her to, you know, get to the level she's at. But I think that she has been so incredibly impressive um, in, like I said, both of the all-star seasons, I'm just giving it to all-stars too, because she, uh, she, technically one i mean in my opinion she won for the ladies on all-stars one but um you know legit she won on all-stars too so um yeah that's my that's my girl i i agree <laughs> my girl. yeah no i totally agree with uh john a i think we saw flashes of how good she really was like when her and jasmine uh beat sarah and one it was like, i forget I know, who she was partnered with i know sarah and caitlin caitlin yeah. yeah and i know everybody always sorry i don't mean to interrupt you no, 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 i know no, everybody good. always says like like johnny and jasmine beat sarah and caitlin but in reality and like not to take away from jasmine at all but like johnny sarah John A beat Sarah, and that's really it what one, it, was. it was. A one-on-one elimination, yeah. And Caitlin <laughs> yeah. and Caitlin and Jasmine were the, you know, just tell me where to put the piece. Just tell me yeah. where to put oh, the yeah. piece, you know. And so John A beat Sarah. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and that, yes, <laughs> that kind of goes back to my argument with Sarah uh, from X's Two. Is that elimination was actually pretty impressive because, um, you know, Zach and John A going against Sarah and Jordan. I mean, it really. You know, it wasn't a wash by any means. And I, mm-hmm. I I know some people have this, if they don't really pay attention, have this idea that John A is kind of a layup from her earlier season. She's really not. She's not. she's, she's no, like for sure. They could have easily won battle of the seasons. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Her and Derek. I think it's like, again, and we see this issue with a lot of challengers and especially a lot of the males. I, I guess we see it with a yeah. lot of the females, too, but it. It comes down to the size. You know what I mean? Like people would look at John A back in, you know, Battle of the Seasons, Rivals, X's, like whatever. 
she's a little tiny girl, like probably 110 pounds, like five foot two, five mm-hmm. foot three, 110 pounds. Like, the, you know what I mean? Majority of people are automatically going to sway that way to be like, yeah, I want you in an elimination. Um, but again, you know, I think that she's I think she's always had it in her. I think it just, you know, it took becoming a mom and finding that thing to fight for. Um, and I I love it. I'm so here for John A. Yeah, absolutely. Jacob, why don't you go ahead and tell us who else you got on your list? All right. Well, we'll we're getting down to the the real cream of the crop here. I've got three three left. The nitty gritty. The three top three, and I have one, two male, one female. So I I guess I would say the the highest ranking female performance ever for me is Rachel on Duel Two. Oh, yeah, she doesn't go into an elimination because everyone is terrified of her because she is so much better than everyone else that season. And I, I said earlier that I thought Laurel on free agents might've been like the, like no one ever could have beat her. I would put her that Laurel on free agents or Rachel on dual two are the, like no one was beating them. And if you put those two at this, that those two different times versus each other, I do not know what would happen, but because they're both just reached a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, but she won four of the nine solo uh, individual dailies, didn't go into elimination, had unbelievable social game. There was some advantage to the cast was really well set for she was kind of in the click that of uh, Mark right. Long, her Landon, and they kind of adopted Brittany, the rookie, and they like had a, a little thing going. But regardless, even when someone else that wasn't one of her buddies won, they were picking her in the dual, you know, selection process right away. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, that, that was the other season that to me was never a doubt when, when it came on, I was like, oh, she's, she's winning everything. And it wasn't just because she was so physically gifted. She won the spelling bee daily challenge. She won another mm-hmm. one that was a puzzle. So it was well-rounded all around. And I think it's the most dominant performance third most ever and i would say the most dominant female performance for me yeah i i I would agree with that it's um i'm glad you brought up because it was on my list so it's one less for me to talk about now (laughs) um did you want to throw another guy out or do you just want to go with the girl well it just it depends i can i will throw out anyone do you want to get to the real like the, the two I have left, I have not decided which is the best and which is not, or I could name one of the other 10 to 15 long listers that I've still got floating since, around here. Since you're still deciding on your, your number one guy, why don't you give us like one of the, the, the guys from behind. And then um, I've got my top girl, my top guy ready. Um, so I okay. can go with that. And maybe that'll help you make your decision on who you're going to run with. Okay. I'll give a, a quick trio or really six people, but trio of teams. Cause it's all kind of the same thing I had on the long list, Paula and Evelyn and yeah. Paula and Emily and yeah. Johnny and yes. Tyler from rivals, rivals and rivals too. Yeah. Um, of those three, I would say at Evelyn specifically on rivals was the most impressive because she was the one that broke Paula's curse and that got it done. And they absolutely dominated that season. They won four out of eight dailies. They won an own elimination. They dominate the final and Evan Evelyn really gets a little more of the credit as being the one that joined with Paula. Um, But then Paula and Emily, same kind of script on rivals too. just no one had a shot. 
versus no. them. They won half the dailies. And then Johnny and Tyler, mostly because I love Tyler Duckworth so much that I have to mention that he yes. ran that final with like food poisoning and pneumonia uh, and everything else. And yep. that Insane. just from the fact that they beat CT and Adam in that, that, you know, pseudo hall brawl, double-sided hall brawl to make the final, even if my guy, Adam King did slip right there at the very end, it is a close, <laughs> close race. They still put on football pads versus CT yeah. and took it and kept going and won the whole thing. Um, so that little grouping of the rivals, one and two, uh, winners definitely deserved to be mentioned. Didn't quite break into my top 10, but was <laughs> quick to mind and easy to think of. Yeah. Those were dominating performances start to finish and by some oh, yeah. all time players. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, and, and since we're just kind of throwing out, um, uh, you know, another honorable mention, I actually just thought of this one when you were talking about it earlier and she's not talked about very often. Um, she's not given credit very often and she never came back. We only got her the one season, um, but she did really well in my opinion. And that is Brittany on dual two. Yeah. I loved her it. and she killed that yeah. season. And it, again, it comes back to, you know, why was she never like called again or, you know, I don't know, maybe she decided not to. I know that there's a couple, uh, there's an interview out there with her, a recent, a recent podcast interview out there. I can't remember whose podcast it was on and I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but I have it saved in my like Spotify thing. I just can't remember who it was with. And maybe can not, I, I also know I've seen that pop up and I, but I know I've either. seen it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she won three of she won three of the nine daily challenges on yeah. that season. And I just said that Rachel won four of them. And so of the five that Rachel didn't win, Brittany won three of them. And yeah. Then, you know, anyone not named Rachel Robinson in that final, Brittany very well wins it. She performed great. It was just she was going up against a, a woman a who would go on to be the head instructor at Barry's boot camp. Like, I mean, come yeah. on. really, though, exactly. You know, and then, yeah, just so I, I love Brittany. Um, I wish we would have gotten to see more of her. I know that she's, you know, now she's more in like the, the TV and acting and, you know, that kind of of work. Um, and so we probably will never see her on reality yeah. TV again because those worlds are so like they really try to keep those worlds separate. Definitely rooting for her. Hope everything goes well and, you know, hope she's enjoying her life and everything works out for her. But it would have been really cool to see how she would have done on another season. So definitely wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. So I'm just going to jump into my number one woman uh, who I think is the most dominating season. And it's one of those that I will argue that you could pull any one of the goats of women and make them run a final against this woman. And it's a coin flip, even with Evelyn, even with Rachel Robinson at her, if, if her like prime's not like right now in today. her prime, <laughs> no, in Rachel's prime, I think it's, it's a, it's a coin toss. I it's think Rachel's with Emily. in her prime right now. Yeah. Rachel's yeah. prime might be tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, same with like Emily Schramm, like it's a coin flip, right? Mm -hmm. um so this one is jenny west in total madness yeah and um it is a recency bias because it is so it happened what two seasons ago mm -hmm. um but the fact that she won let's see one two uh three four dailies she had to go into elimination so she went in once to get a red skull and got it against a, a layup in jen uh hello earthlings um <laughs> but 
she went in again at the end of the season against one of her supposed friends mm -hmm. and the previous champion from the season before yeah. um, D in a hall brawl and smoked D. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, and redeemed just, her previous hall brawl loss. Yeah. yeah. To Tori deal, which Tory. is if we ever have a, uh, most dominating, you know, elimination, I might put that one on my list. Um, <laughs> but with it, with all of that, the thing that really makes this the most dominating to me is what she did in the final. And as much as yeah. Evelyn's won three, Veronica's won three, Rachel's won two, I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Camilla, you know, all these other champions, right? Kara, all that. None of them has beaten the GOAT by 10 minutes in a final. Yeah. Nobody has. Absolutely. In Except for Jenny final. West. Like a crazy ass final too. Like I know it looked easy The and worst stuff, produced but, final of all time. Oh, it was yeah. terribly produced. Terribly produced. Yeah. And and maybe, maybe it's because I've made it that much more hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe it's because I feel like we have inside knowledge because we talked to her, which we really don't have inside knowledge. Everything <laughs> she told us is well known. Right. Um, But like her endurance from what she tells us and what uh, we've seen is on point with every anyone. other competitor. Yeah. Anyone, yeah, anyone. Anyone. So and then on top of her physical strength and her, you know, her ability to want to be better that she went from not doing puzzles and being really not horrible, but not great at them mm -hmm. to really practicing and getting Math. ready for that second season. Yep. Um, to me, it's the most dominating performance I've ever seen by a woman in the challenge. I love um, it. I like it. Yeah. My number one, uh, number one guy's most dominating season. I might catch some flack for this, but it's Jordan on War of the Worlds, too. Hell yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, uh, you know, I, I know we could say Dirty 30. Um, I have. So just no, so everybody knows, I, I do have Jordan at Dirty 30 on my list. But again, my list isn't really in order. Um, mm -hmm. but I do, I do have Jordan in dirty 30 just cause I was so fucking impressed with what he did in that, in it, that final and just through the whole season, honestly, to but. me, the dirty 30 final is more impressive than the total, than the war of the worlds two final. Right. But the war of the worlds two season, season yeah. is more impressive to me than what he did in in dirty 30. Yeah. And um, I just I just feel like his social game that season was just trash. Like well, nobody fucking so like him about that. He he made it work, though. So he he won 10 out of the 14 dailies because he switched the teams. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Which is also a major like is a was a major point for me that he when they introduce twists, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're horrible. Sometimes they're amazing. But it takes the cast making them amazing. Yeah. He and Tori together made the turncoat coat thing super compelling and amazing. Um, yeah, because nobody else did it besides no one them. Liked, no one liked either of them, but they found a way within the rules of the game to say, all right, well, then we're going to do this. We're going to stay here and win eliminations as long as we can for you to deplete that team down to basically just CT. And then <laughs> we're going to go over and be on that team and we're going to yep. whoop your ass. and. On, so the social game, it was, you know, it's one of those where he was backed into a corner and disliked and found a way out of it, which is impressive. Yeah. I throw on top the proposal. I know things didn't work out so great, but, but still. still gets me when I watch it. Still think it's great. And then yeah. most of all, he was 2-0 in eliminations and both eliminations are 
insane. up there for me. The him versus Theo. Uh, you know, Jordan's two and zero when you give the man a sledgehammer. Don't give that guy a yep. sledgehammer. Clearly, no. But specifically, him versus Josh. And I know, it, I know, it's War of the Worlds two. Josh, I don't um, care. And I'm, but it, you, it yeah, is the it most. It's the most fascinating. It's my favorite elimination of all time. Same, uh, same. I, yes. It blows my mind. Everything about it's fascinating and interesting. Oh and my cool. god! And no, and not just be- the you know, that they're not having a hand. Most people would have lost that to Josh because 90% of the people would have went in there and just done what Josh did and thought it's tug of war. I'm not thinking about it anywhere beyond just who's stronger, who can pull each other Mm -hmm. over. And, you know, I think Jordan, even with two hands would have thought through the strategy because he thinks through that stuff. And is like, how do I win this? What's my path? And I, I will never, that was my first ever post on the challenge Instagram challenge yes. story on Instagram was that, uh, that elimination because it just blows my mind. So Jordan was my, in my tie for yep. the top two. I did technically have him listed as number one, although I was keeping it a tie. Um, <laughs> but is I'm very biased. I'm a big, big Jordan fan. You we're huge uh, Jordan fans too. So he might, he might win, but I'm, I'm willing to continue the argument when we get to my other, my other gentleman. <laughs> well, and and I think we've already discussed this earlier uh, in regards to Turbo. I mean, really, you could say he's three and zero in eliminations. Turbo just yeah. didn't know that was an elimination scenario, <laughs> oh and Jordan yeah. did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and he took out the most feared competitor in that game. Like, yeah. don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, Polly had a great game, but Jordan was not afraid of Polly. Jordan no. was not afraid of Kara. Mm-hmm. He knew in the in the final, and I think. Like you said, they sat there and watched that UK team dwindle down. Yeah, Yeah, he watched them dwindle it down, said, okay, give me CT in a final and try to beat me. And look, honestly, D got lucky at that last portion in the puzzle. Otherwise, it's Tori winning that. It should have been been heartbreaking because I know I'm I'm happy. I was happy to know that you guys are Tory fans, correct? Oh, Very I much. So. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely adore Tori. And I'm so my favorite. It so bumps me out that. That, Dude, uh, and this even, last even final. notwithstanding what went down with D after the fact, but I'm just so bummed that she's not a champion because she also, like Jordan, did the turncoat, did beat Jenny West in that hall brawl. Yeah. Um, and if she is there instead of D in the end, she's on this list of best seasons ever, right along with Jordan for everything yeah. they did. Cause it was a team. They, right. it, it was a team effort between the two of them that whole season to do what they did. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. I was just going to say real quick, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Karina, is like Brandon gets screwed over every pretty much every season he's been in. Yeah. Tori's gotten screwed over in two of the three finals she's made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's my personal opinion on it. Yeah. OK, sorry. No, so no. those are those are my last. Those are my top two. I love it. Um, The only other one that I have written down um, that hasn't been said yet. And I'm pretty sure that Jacob probably does not have it written down <laughs> as oh, his okay. number one. <laughs> um, but, and of course, obviously this is, this is going to be a, a, a biased statement and I have to name this person because, because I have to. Um, so my last mention, I am going to give to CT on invasions. Um, I think it was one of the best seasons that he has ever played um, socially, physically, mentally, emotionally, just all of it. And it was it was such a 
especially for, you know, CT fans or anybody who really loves CT and has watched, you know, his, his whole journey and watched where he started, what he's done and where he is now um, coming back on invasions after everything that happened with DM, um, you know, it, it was just, it was almost like serendipitous the way that it happened, him winning in Thailand again, um, you know, winning that final just a couple of days after, you know, the anniversary of DM passing away. Like it just everything that happened just felt so perfect for him that season. Um, and I felt like he played a really perfect game and then he ended up winning. Um, I know that the fan base has like all these conspiracies about Nelson really won that final and the producers switched the times and I don't, I don't buy that. Um, yeah. CT was beating Nelson in like every single one of the checkpoints. There wasn't a single one that Nelson beat him in. So I don't buy it. Um, so my, that's where, yeah, that's where my last, uh, oh, and he, he you know, as much as whether whatever people feel about Darrell, he's still a really great competitor. And, you know, CT took him out in one of like the hardest eliminations I've ever seen on the challenge. Like, I know it looks people look at it and they're like, oh, but no, that shit is hard. Like that big, thick, like what was it like 100 foot rope? And it's like so big and just lugging that around in and out of that like jungle gym thing. Not That's so insane. Fast. It's my favorite. It's my favorite elimination. Same. It, it really it's also one of the ones I want that amusement park because I want to play not so fast. I want Same. to see right. what strategies work. Yeah. Um, well, and and real quick, I actually just want to point this out because I love pointing this out because I don't know if anybody like ever really noticed it. So CT beat Durrell in that not so fast elimination on invasions, right? And he he beat him by just creating that massive knot right in the center of the instead of looping it through mm -hmm. all the bars and stuff, he just created a massive knot right in the center of the thing. Fast forward to All Stars 1 when Kendall is doing that elimination and Darrell is yelling at her from the sidelines and he is coaching her to make a massive knot. Just yep. don't wrap the bars around, just make this massive knot and you're going to win. Mm -hmm. And like Absolutely. he passed on that that knowledge that he learned from that elimination. And I, I always I always love that. So, so I, I had to throw that out. I wanted to jump in real quick. The conspiracy yeah. that I heard on Invasion wasn't that Nelson won. Is that production rigged or not rigged, but set up that there was going to be a swimming portion at the beginning and a swimming portion at the end to give CT the kind of the edge mm -hmm. over. Oh, see, I heard that's but yeah. I mean, that just seems like a lot of like, oh, well, if CT makes it, well, it's just it's no, all BS. That, I want to I I've said this once on my podcast, but I want to say it on any and every platform that I can. Yeah. Uh, so I worked in brief somewhat briefly, but I worked in large scale event planning doing, it oh, wasn't nice. Tough Mudder, but uh, similar to Tough Mudder, uh, yeah. like 5k mud runs where we had to set up every weekend was in a different city with 30, you know, obstacles and a festival area and all this. So it's not the same as setting up the, you know, daily challenges and things for the challenge, but there are some similarities. And I know what the process of designing those types of things is in Ugh. time in advance, you have to have it ready and be setting it up and know that on this day, if we're going to do this, well, we need a piece of the construction of that to do this on this day. So anytime there's any conspiracy about like, oh, they wait until they know who's going into an elimination to pick one. 
they can't. I'm telling no. you, they absolutely can't. And I think his name's Ryan Smith was the latest uh, EP on this last two seasons. He's been on the show production side for like 20 seasons. He was on Tori and Anissa's podcast and yeah. talked about this very thing of like, people don't understand how far in advance we have to. And the only thing that's ever switched is like on the last season when Anissa got hurt and they had to try to alter it from a two person elimination to a one person elimination because someone just got hurt that right. day. But like, it was already set up. It's set up from the moment we tear down one, we set up the next one. So same thing, especially goes for the finals. Like those are right. planned out before the season starts before exactly. the is hundred percent confirmed. Uh, yeah. I never, off of those and that's the thing that that's the thing that i always try to point out to people too is it's like you know again like you said i i don't work in tv i don't like i don't know anything necessarily about that industry but i have had jobs that has have interacted with that industry and there are certain steps that you have to go through for stuff like this like for them to have these these t- the types of challenges and have these people doing the types of things that they have to do like they have to there's all kinds of steps that they have to go through right they got to ensure these people yeah. and the, these things that they're doing and get permits and you know all this stuff location you know location permits and just all this crap because they're going into other people's country and they're bringing in all this equipment and all this stuff doing all this crazy shit like they have to there's a lot of stuff that goes into there's a lot of production in production Exactly. And so, and it's like, and they can't, like, all of that stuff is pre set up, like you said, even before the cast is finalized. Yeah. These things, because they have to submit these, these permits and these, you know, um, insurance and, and all of that, um, a certain amount of time before they leave. Like, they can't just yeah. be like, oh, you know, tomorrow, oh, okay, so CT and, and blah, blah, blah got picked. So we're going to switch it and do this. And like, they could get in so yeah. much fucking trouble for that. <laughs> The only single one they could ever do is pole wrestle only does take a stick. And so the only conspiracy I would ever listen to is if it involved a pole wrestle elimination, because yes, I could see a version of them, you know, saying this is too good to pass up. Just move out what we've got and throw a stick in the middle of the thing. But otherwise (laughs) that's the only one where it's like, yeah, I guess it is just a stick. So I can see it, but (laughs) all right. Well, I've got I've got my tide for the first um, that uh, I've got to bring up here then to, oh, I'm excited to decide to and break to see. Um, and I know this one might I have yet to listen. I have it saved and downloaded, ready to listen to you guys' recent interview with Carly. Um, <laughs> I'm very looking much looking forward to that. I love but that. landed on Fresh Meat too. I don't believe that season, and I'm sure you got into it a lot with Carly, is talked about the right way. No, but I do think there is a there's a a nuanced way to talk about it uh, where what Landon did is still to me tie, I have it tied with Jordan's War of the Worlds 2 as the most impressive best season of all time. Yep. Um for this reason one it was he was at his the peak of his powers where it was like clearly this guy's the best guy here like yeah. hands down. Yeah. Um they did win two of the dailies versus a pretty stacked crew and the whole thing about you know of he carried Carly is an unfair assessment. But the way I always think about it is that the reason Carly was so unbelievably impressive is because she actually went to a hundred percent of her abilities, which most people, when they're pushing themselves really hard, you know, like I'm a big fan of David Goggins and people like that, that talk about like 
you know, we push ourselves to 50% or 60%. That's what we think is 100%. She was pushed to literal 100%. She was on the verge of her body shutting down and telling her, nope, that's too much multiple times. But why to me that's so impressive from Landon's side is it wasn't that he carried her. He is the only person in the history of this show who could have been the partner in that situation who was patient enough, motivating enough, and applied the right type of pressure and read the situation to say, all right, damn, this woman's given me literally everything she has. How far can I push? And the moment I see her eyes start to go back, we've got to stop, but I'm only stopping for until the literal second that I think we can keep walking because <laughs> Luke and Evelyn are going to beat us otherwise. Yep. And there's no other partner in the history of the show that would have pulled that off with her. So it's my way of kind of the nuanced version of like, yes, he did something unbelievably impressive that I don't think anyone else could have won that with Carly because he's the only person that could have aided her to truly going to that 100% badass level of I'm willing to go until my body falls over. Yep. And so beating, winning those two eliminations, beating Evelyn and Luke was a strong team. CJ and Sydney was a strong team. And then beating Kenny and Laurel, who we mentioned <laughs> as one of the best seasons ever to not win in the final and kind of doing it in sneaky fashion where it's partly with the edit, but like they're like neck and neck. And then suddenly it's just like, oh, actually Landon and Carly are at the top of the mountain. It's over. And like they're way, they're way up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think as someone who thinks Landon if he would have done a couple more seasons, um, I have him in my top four, as I mentioned earlier, you know, best players ever. I think his peak was as good as anyone's peak ever. Uh, and so that season for me, a little biased because I love Landon and I love that season so much. <laughs> and also because I knew I just wanted to get it out on a on a podcast somewhere. My take on give Carly her flowers, but still fully respect that no one other than Landon could have could have pulled done that, that off. Yeah, absolutely. So those were those were my top two. He was with Jordan right up there. Yeah, I I wanted to say real quick, and then I'll kind of step back for a second. Was um, I think one of the things I you know if we had a time machine and we could make anything happen, I would have loved to seen a prime Jordan, prime Landon go against each yeah. other in like a War of the Worlds one final. Let yeah. me see mm-hmm. who wins that. Yeah, kind of like I would love to seen a prime Mark Long and like a prime rivals to CT go out yeah. in mm-hmm. a physical elimination kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, mm-hmm. Mark Long is bigger. I think CT is more uh, just a natural athlete kind of thing. agile, agile, yeah. maybe a little and strength wise. I think they're, you know, it's relatively close, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there hmm. for yeah. sure. And the final part on land and fresh meat, because we had said before on uh, the, the Sarah and Jordan playing the West bananas thing. So perfectly Landon, who was one of the two seasons before that didn't want anything to do with the politics, the social, that entire season was billed and really well done and casted and produced as this is West versus Kenny. They've got this bad blood. This entire show is just, we're going to give them the opportunity to split the house in half. It worked perfectly and landed for once in his life, went golfing with Wes out in the yard, made a deal And then backstabbed that deal and chose the right side Yeah, played that. And so expert social game, political game, physical game, partner game, all of it. Everything top notch. Yeah, no, I, I love that season. Um, And I obviously like I also had that season. But once we started talking um, and we started going through like your honorable mentions, like I knew I knew in my heart. I was like, <laughs> he has landed in Carly 
somewhere at the top. And then when you said there was one tied with Jordan, I was like, that's gotta be it because nobody has said it. And there's no way that the challenge historian is going to let this whole episode go and not mention Landon and Carly. So no, I'm, I'm really glad that you, um, that you mentioned that and, and kind of touching on the Carly thing. I won't, I won't give too much away. I know you said you were looking forward to listening to the, to the interview, but you know, the way I view that situation is, is that, you know, a win like that is, you know, it's like a perfect storm, right? You have to have all the right ingredients and all the right situations for a win to happen. And I feel like if you remove any part of that team or you change any part of it, you might not have the same results. You know, Landon, like you said, was the perfect person to have in that situation with Carly. Yep. But I also think she that Car- was for him too. Yeah. Carly was the yeah. perfect person for him because no matter what happened, like she never gave up. She had the heart mm-hmm. that he needed the partner to have. He didn't need her to have strength or, you know, anything super crazy like that. He just needed you to keep going. And, you know, and she did it and she, and she held herself really well. Um, and she had the social, like the proper, yes. the kind of lack of a social game or the lack of caring to have a social game mm-hmm. that matched with him. Well, cause so, other people that have been on teams with him before get upset at the, like, yeah. we're not going to connive. We're not going to strategize. We're not going to do this, that, or the other. And most yeah. people that would be partnered with him would be like, wait a minute, we're just going to kind of sit back a little bit here. You don't like Wes and Kenny are offering you stuff. You don't want to do anything. And she was like, no, nah, I'm here to have a good time. And we'll kick some ass when we have to kick some ass. The one of the dailies they won was one of my favorite dailies ever too, where they had to go underwater and hold the bat car battery up and switch places. And everyone else could do it for like 20 seconds. And they were, they were just like, oh, we did it for like five minutes the first time. And then in like the, the championship round, like we could have just kept going forever. And everyone else was trying to cheat and hold it at the top. They're like, nah, we'll just keep swimming down and holding it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, We, we talked to her, we talked to her about that one and she was telling us that too. She's like, I don't understand. Like it was easy for us. I don't know what everybody else (laughs) Uh, was struggling with. I I would, I literally wouldn't be able to do it. No, I would die. I would absolutely (laughs) die. So, um, I, I wanted to let our listeners know that Tony had to hop off the podcast. Um, his son was getting, sick so he had to go um but he texted me to let me know who his uh top ones were and they're they're people that we've already mentioned um but he was going to go with jenny on total madness and nice. then uh nice. that or emily and paula on rivals too oh, and then his perfect. pick for guys most dominant season was the same as mine which was jordan in uh war of the worlds too nice so i just want wow. to throw that out there surprise um, there is such consensus on jordan and war of the worlds too great we have a yeah. lot more in common than I thought. Right. <laughs> it's a solid season. I did want to, I did want to throw this out there and this, I forgot to mention her earlier. She was, uh, it was a really great season. She made a final, didn't win the challenge. And we were talking about earlier. And I just forgot when you were bringing up cam and Leroy mm-hmm. in, in double agents. And that's Casey had a mm-hmm. really great season in double agents. And really I think it was ending. a bad ending. If she doesn't get injured, they have a, a legitimate chance. I feel to maybe pull her a second. N- no, her and, her and Fassie. Oh, for just the final. The yeah. final. I thought you meant for the, I thought you meant for the- <laughs> yeah. that's my hottest of hot takes. Whoa. I'm, I'm very pro Fassie. 
Oh. All right. Well, since we're getting in the hot takes. I was going to say, let's, let's, well, my, I don't, did you have more of your list that you wanted to? Yeah, I'll do the super fast, everyone that hasn't been mentioned. And then if, if you want the fasty hot take. And can. then we'll, yeah, then we'll break into hot takes because there's nothing better than ending a show with <laughs> hot takes. Like there's just nothing better in my opinion. <laughs> all right. Well, these are the few that we haven't mentioned and I will do them all like a little one sentence about each one as fast as possible. And they're in chronological yeah, no order. Winners, non-winners, non-non-winners. Um, <laughs> super deep cut. Colin Mortensen, Battle of the Sexes won. One and done champion oh. from Real World Hawaii. They won half the dailies, but that was the second of two seasons where there was a point system where it was like a team daily, but individual points. And if you're in the top three, you're the like tribunal. And mm-hmm. he was 15 for 15. He got in the top three the first time and he never left. So wow. that was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, then I have to say it. Probably the worst season um, ever from a competitive standpoint, but Battle of the Sexes too. The guys won 12 out of the 15. <laughs> yeah. And Dan, Theo, and Eric Nice were basically in the top three the entire time and won the final. And yeah. so shout out to them. But also shout out Ruthie, who was far and away the dominant yes. female that season. And if oh, they yeah. would have won the final, uh, would have pulled off. She made the list without winning the final, but would have vaulted up the list if she could have pulled it off then we got everyone on that page just said ruthie uh my guy won final time theo vaughn and holly b from battle of the seasons they won three of the 11 dailies and then were always the top scorer of both teams the entire season they were the ultimate team going into the final and then their team lost the final but if they won that season would have been really high for me casey on fresh meat because she had to put up with Wes's ass that whole yes. season. And they went five and no in the eliminations and got third. Then I had the entire veterans team from the gauntlet three, because they won 11 out of the 16 dailies. Yep. And if they would have, if big easy doesn't disqualify, they still ended up winning that final, but after the huge you know delay and, but they were DQ'd. So that yeah. whole team, um, a lot of, a lot of hall of famers on that Leroy on battle, the X's two because he beat Johnny and Wes both in pretty famous eliminations. Yep. Yeah. And then we mentioned Polly on War of the Worlds 1, but I also had Polly on War of the Worlds 2, because while he did get played in the end by Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, he was running that game, and he literally made Joss, who was kind of the team leader of the other team, do everything he wanted to his own team's detriment. So Polly gets a shout-out for that one. I like that. And... I think that's it. That's all 38 of mine have been mentioned now. Wow. I love it. (laughs) Damn, we did pretty good then. Yeah, we, I like it. We, that was a solid, that was a solid one. I'm proud of us. I know. Look at us (laughs) doing great things. Right. All right, Jacob, I got to hear this. I got to hear this fessy take. (laughs) If Josh and Casey, if he did this one season without Josh and Casey, he would be a fan favorite and everyone would love him and appreciate because Anything any fan wants from this show, Fessy provides on this show one way or the other. Uh, Karina, you uh, early in the, uh, our discussion tonight said something that I always reference. I call it show versus sport, but the mm-hmm. there's you know the television and then there's the contest that's going on. Show and sport are kind of the two pillars in my mind of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who wants messy romances, lots of fans love messy romances on the challenge. Guess what? Fessy's given us plenty 
of that <laughs> on all of the seasons. If you're someone who wants people to be dicks and to, to just make an ass of themselves, he's done that a couple of times. If you want some heartwarming stories, he's offered some heartwarming sides to himself and his background and his story and brought things like his religion and pastime to the challenges most recent season. If you're into the sports side, we still, I mean, we've only got to see the one hall brawl and the kind of pole wrestle, which, you know, wasn't great first Jordan, but right. he brings everything you could want from that side up to, and including if you want to root against him, he will flame out and not eat because his partner's hurt, even though he still could technically have a chance <laughs> to figure out a way to win that thing. <laughs> and so he gets in fights. He, you know, people don't necessarily like him, but he still makes the final every time unless he gets wrongly kicked off the season, which he was very wrongly kicked off the season. And I think most of it boils down to what I started it with of it's because it's been Casey, Josh and Fessy together and everyone somewhat rightfully, I was definitely in the Devin Walker side of big brother sucks there. Yeah. You know, that was really fun to yell and whatnot. And I didn't buy that shirt. I bought the what's eight times nine shirt, but not the big brother sucks shirt. But (laughs) I think if Fessy did a season, I know if he would have been on the show and Josh and Casey wouldn't have been there, it would have been a wildly different story with people's opinions of him. And I still think if he just, if they only put him on the next season and those two weren't there, and he didn't have his two buddies to, you know, be the big brother alliance, then it would be a completely different story how he was judged and viewed. And people might realize that whatever you're looking for in the show, he finds a way to be a part of that, you know, romance, this, Mm -hmm. that, or the other. Um, And you might root against him, but we need villains. We need heels. And, uh, and uh, he offers that to root (laughs) against. So I'm a, I'm a big fussy, fussy needs to be on the challenge proponent. Yeah, look, I, I I agree with you. Like, I, I always like to say, like, I love to hate Fessy. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, which is great. Yeah. And and I feel I feel that way about almost all of them, though, to be honest. Like, I feel like everybody, whether I like them on a personal level or not, they're cast for a for a reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And everybody brings something to the table. Everybody plays their role, even like like, you know, and it. I don't know how you feel about this person, but like Jemmy, for example, I cannot stand her. I cannot stand <laughs> a single thing about her existence, I, but I, I understand what her place is in the show. Right. And that's kind of all of that more. <laughs> and, you know, and I feel like Josh is the same. Fessy's the same. Like everybody has their place and whether it's to be an entertainment, whether it's to be somebody not to like, whether it's to be somebody that you love, whether it's, you know, somebody to root against, whatever, whatever the situation is, um, you know, I agree. And, and I think that Fessy does bring a lot to the show. I think there are things that he could work on that might help the fans and even other challengers in the house like him more. Um, I think that he needs a little bit of humbling. Um, but overall, like, I think he does bring a certain dynamic to the show that, you know, gives it an extra little bit of a, of a spice, you know what I mean? That the show honestly needs. Yes. I mean, so here's my take on it. If Fessy was from AYTO, people would love him, love him, but he's from big brother. So people don't like, yep. Him. Yep. Um, yeah. My knock on Fessy is he's a little, he's got hubris when he shouldn't. 
in in the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree. He's athletic. He's got a lot of potential to be really really good. Um, I think he needs. You know, he's just got a little bit of a little bit too much hubris for me, but that's just my personal look at it. <laughs> um, but otherwise, Have you I agree listened with to him when he talked with bananas on bananas podcast. Yes. And the intro bananas gave him is by it's far so... the best intro I've ever heard in my <laughs> so life. Amazing. He's really good at those. Yeah, um, he he kills it. Um, but I found that that conversation interesting to hear bananas confirmed that on total madness on Fessy's first season, he really was like the whole, like I'm an introvert thing. Bananas mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I'd like believe it. Cause I saw it when it, your first season, like you really did kind of not talk to anyone and just kind of sat in the corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think he definitely went from after that season decided what is my like kind of, you know, brand gonna be a little bit, yeah. which a lot of the people these days fall into because, you know, they are, that's what they're trying to do by being on these shows. Um, right. And is, you know, one of the things that's never going to change again, that when people no. talk about not liking the cast as much, give me my the, the OG challenge. It's like, you're not realizing that it's not the challenge's fault. It's all reality television is like this, all television, all everything is like this. It's a different world that we live in with different goals and incentives. And I think he decided a little bit of, hey, I am good enough to like, I made the final and whatever. And like, I'm going to be good at this stuff. So like, I'm going to be like the macho guy, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be CT. And it's like, eh, anyone trying to be CT is going to come off like knockoff CT, bro. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what you do. Yeah. Like you're, you're not going to be able to pull that off because it's CT no matter, you know, so like, don't try, try a different lane. Yeah. But, the fans are going to um, eat I you like up. Are you the one thing that's a, a twist on my, like, just get him away from the big brother Alliance and yeah, it would be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he was, yeah. I mean, yeah, if he would have just would have been on that iconic Are You the One Three with Nelson and Devin and Amanda and the rest of them, well, he would have been um, with Amanda earlier on. So we maybe wouldn't have got, you know, all of Amanda, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree I mean, more. My my favorite thing about Fessy is how messy he is in his oh, gameplay. Yeah. It's so entertaining. Like I love that part yeah. about it. It's him. like Kyle. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's such a snake and he's so messy with it, but like you can't stop watching yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like watching a plane a train just going down the tracks just burning like and you're like oh my god <laughs> there's at least something interesting about it you want to keep your eyes on it for one yeah. reason or another all right so i've got two hot takes for you i've got uh one about a current player and one about he's still on tv but he's not current anymore uh-huh. which one do you want to hear first current player i would buy big on josh's stock right now yeah, I like Josh. I'm, I th- this one's really hard for me because so you're <laughs> right, and this is the thing I've been thinking about a lot recently. Because first and foremost, why you're saying that is because the same thing that everyone that follows Josh on Instagram knows is that he officially like truly has the bug and is working out like a madman. And hats off to him. Couldn't be more thrilled for him. It's wildly impressive. It's super motivating. I enjoy his along with a bunch of other people challengers videos of seeing them in the gym every single day and knowing how hard they're working for this. Yeah. I am someone who thinks Josh might be the best human, like off the show human that they've ever cast on this show is an unbelievably wonderful person. And I could not want him off of the show more. And I feel (laughs) like now he's threading the needle where he's been on long enough. Now he's going to get an unbelievable shape and wreck havoc and win the next season. And it's going to be like, (laughs) damn it. You guys didn't get rid of him when you had the chance. And now he's fucking out here whooping Fessy's ass and hall brawls and doing whatever. And he's <laughs> jacked up and 
now he's not just bigger than everyone, but it's actual strength and endurance and everyone likes him on the cast. So he's got social yeah. game and now he's going to win and you're stuck with him forever. And yep. for fans like me who are like, I will never say a bad word about the guy because he's clearly an unbelievably wonderful human being. I've just had zero interest in him on the show from the start and has never, never overcome it. Uh, the most entertainment I've ever got out of him was when he kept trying to get Amanda to kiss him when they were partners and Amanda oh God, yeah. tried, oh continually telling him, I have a plan all of my yelling. There is a purpose behind it. You just can't see it. And the one time I was like, I think Josh is right about this one, Amanda, but I'm loving everything you're saying. Nonetheless, right. keep, keep on doing it. <laughs> it's right up there with him and Jordan war of the worlds or not oh. Jordan, uh, Georgia in war of the worlds one, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, hey, props, oh. props, shoot your shot, my man. Yeah, yeah. Keep exactly. You know what? He's he does got- it in a respectful and polite way. And so good for you. Keep shooting your shot, but yeah, <laughs> it's allow, allow us to giggle a little when it doesn't work. You can giggle at me. If it doesn't work for me, so. <laughs> well, and he's he's got great taste. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know. All right. Yeah. So this this is my other hot take. And I know some people in the fandom are going to come for me on this one, but whatever. Darrell is not a top five player all time. He no. might not even be a top, yeah. top eight player all time. Uh, the fact that he has four wins is great, but all four wins are pre Barack Obama and iPhone. <laughs> yeah so and, it, and hasn't made a final sense and the most impressive of them is probably even like you would say maybe fresh meat because it's yep. partners versus team and as yep. we right. documented earlier the team that was winning that season got a hernia and a, a broken kneecap of some sort so yeah um, exactly I'm with you Darrell absolutely wonderful and really, really good player that I oh, yeah. think even if he was around 10 years later, like he might win one or whatever and, you know, compete and be really, really awesome. But yeah, isn't, you know, he definitely is the biggest beneficiary of being being a part of that. Oh, that cast we talked about, that unbelievable, amazing campus crawl cast and getting on early and yep. getting some team wins. Some and good it's teams, weird. Yeah. He also should have had he should have been the five time champ because. He, the first time he ever lost was on the ruins when he punched Brad oh. and they, that team was, would have been wipe, on that you know, team. was wiping the floor with the other team because of how imbalanced it was. But if not for punching him, he would be the five time champ and it would have took even longer for him to kind wow. of, you know, well, lose a little. About that. Yeah. And that's wild. So, and here's my thing on top of that is the fact that, even if you take Darrell in his prime or when he was winning those four and yeah. you bring him to now or even to dirty 30 to now, I still don't see him winning a final. No. I see him being there right at the Corey Nelson Hunter level, right in mm-hmm. there. Not, yeah, not real good one athlete. of the people like him, but going to find there's, he's going to get knocked out by someone somewhere along the line, but it's kind yeah. of that second yep. tier down a little, although he, uh, He's another one where at a, a slightly older age than the other cast, obviously, is um, his training has ticked back up again in the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. he just opened that new gym out in Sacramento area, I think, yep. near there yeah, where Elf he Grove, lives. Yeah. And some of his recent videos, I'm like, Darrell, you're looking like, you know, you d- you never looked bad. You never, you no. know, you didn't go full dad bod CT the way CT did and then come all the way back to our Greek God CT that we got to <laughs> have again in our lives. But uh Darrell's looking shredded again like full full Darrell shredded I'm a I'm a legit boxer again shredded so dude he looks good I don't want to yeah. see him on all-stars 
Well, no, no, no. Same with uh, kind of speaking of someone that I think could, you know, shouldn't have even been on All Stars in the first place uh, <laughs> was Brad. Oh, yeah. Like, and Brad yeah, came back looking. Yeah. Yeah. He came back looking like in Final Reckoning, he looked like he'd put on like 30 pounds of muscle in mm-hmm. a really not natural way. But when he came <laughs> back on All Stars 2, he looked like it was a natural, he was in just some good. of the best shape of his life kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he I've, looked good uh, on All Stars. Brad was is one of the few. All the Chicago, I live in Chicago, and all the Chicago challengers have slowly moved out. I used to always have. I never went to the bar, but Nani used to bartend at this really awesome bar here in Chicago for the longest time, and I never freaking went, which was a mistake. And now she uh, doesn't live here. And Brad, I've actually worked out in the vicinity of Brad before. I know which gym for a while, at least uh, around the time he made his comeback on vendettas um and i have a couple friends that like have chatted with him at the gym and taken pictures with them he was super kind and nice about it all Mm -hmm. but yeah uh he's he um and unfortunately i think on the last season he said maybe lost his job during covid and whatnot so you know hoping you know that's fixed itself or he's got whatever he wants to get going on going on but uh i would love to see him on the main show and maybe he's one that would be willing to commit the the time frame of yeah i'll go on the longer film one I would love to see him on as long the as he sticks around for season 40. Just right. They all, all those OGs just got to stick around for season 40. Oh gosh. I agree. Gosh, look, gosh. I'm just saying on TV, you want your ratings to go up. You don't want to be the feeder for CBS. Give the fans what they want. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I think our versions of it are slightly different. I know. I think I remember that you've pitched some form of an idea for season 40. Is that correct? Yeah. So really like simple. Thing, yeah. Dozens yeah. of challenge podcasts. All right. Cause mine is the generations, which I've uh, pitched Ooh. and was my one like standalone YouTube video. I ended up putting it on the podcast too, but was teams of four battle of the season style. Of I came up with eight different generations. That, I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like OG Road Rules, OG Real World, and then went Inferno, the Dual Era, uh, Rivals Era, and then Late Stage Real World. Are you the one? Big Brother, Survivor, UK, and every team had to only be four people who could have said they were the face of the challenge for at least like a season or so. Wow. And think i put together some pretty amazing teams and would be a very good concept for a nice big round number like a season 40 of let's get everyone back one time no rookies here let's do this big and use the battle of the seasons format to do teams of four but can be dwindled down to teams of two so we got the two on two eliminations the whole thing so Mm -hmm. that's my grand idea that i'm still happy to let them take for free they don't got to give me any credit just do it right (laughs) right so um i've actually yeah this one i've said quite a few times karina's actually posted a piece of artwork i've made for it where i actually i no, we didn't do you haven't posted that one yet okay you didn't make one for for yes i did yeah i did I have access. Well, you can post it again. Or for I'll the re- first time. Yeah, I'll repost it. But anyways, um, my uh, idea for season 40 is the best of the best where you can't be on the season unless you've ran a final. Point blank. Yeah, for you sure. Know, so, that you know, but so good, but it'd be so hard to cast that because so many like so many people have been banned. So many people have, you know what I mean? Rich stopped well, playing. No, I, I've actually, I've gone through and I've done the work. I've done the legwork on this and I can actually kind of give you a real quick 
rundown on the names of it if you give me one second i know we're running pretty late on time right now um just no memento por favor there's yeah there's definitely more than more than you think and it would just take bringing back some people that a lot of people want to see back anyways from the last handful of seasons but like i'm desperate for joss and rogan to both be back on the show and like they both Mm -hmm. made a final um you know if cam's ever willing to do it again post baby and camroy life great uh there's plenty plenty of recent people i know george is not going to do it again that's a big loss for she was he was so great I would have loved to yeah. see her do five or six seasons. But. Yeah, but look at the people that you have on there. Yeah, like, the people I have on here is Jordan, Darrell, Bananas. Sarah's never going to come back. Evelyn's never coming back. So there's two girls right off the top, and that's in your chance. Yeah, okay. but I that's, think Evelyn would do it. If if Emily's going to be super hard to get. Emily's before. already talked about it on I, Bananas. I know she said she would, but I'm just saying it's really hard for her. Coral's not on here. I didn't say Coral. Uh, I said Laurel. Laurel's already is said really she'll... hard to get. <laughs> no, but she she's, said she'll do it. She's been throwing it out recently. I think she's uh, she's letting the tea leaves. These but are all also, people. But techn- she also said that it would have to be the right time right length of time for her to be gone she's got her new you know what i mean like i'm just saying yeah yeah no i get what you're saying but you could make it a pretty small cast because uh the basically the same idea i just like to call it the challenge goats like goat edition Mm -hmm. uh and it could be can we get eight guys and eight girls can we get 10 like males and females like yeah it can be a smaller a smaller number and can be you know an all-star length season yeah yeah see look i've got this i've got this one set up it's basically i call it best of the best but on this one i decide name it invasion of the champions too it's and it's page and it's uh 40 total 40 total people and you could cut it down to 30 but you would really only need to cut evelyn sarah and that's it. Everybody else said it will pretty much do it, uh, except for Marie. And then on the guy's yeah, side, Marie's never coming back. Uh, she said she don't think they'll ever bring him back, bring her back. And that's the same with Marlon. But otherwise, the guys have all said they would do it. So she I mean, also that's... told people not to sell their souls. <laughs> and said, if you want to be on a TV for real, call me. Go to Netflix. <laughs> Which makes me wonder what she's doing with Netflix, to be 100% yeah. honest with you. She's going to hop on one of their, well, I mean, they're literally just reproducing MTV now. Yeah, they're just redoing. Well, they're doing yeah. their own challenge with mm-hmm. uh, soon. And like they had, I they had that real it, world, thing. the real world Austin thing that from Spin everything I've heard thing. was couldn't have been worse, but they're still doing it. And they can oh. just throw, it doesn't cost money, that much money to produce that. They can throw that at it 10 times in a row until it works. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I heard it was terrible, though. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> well, to be fair, I've only listened to two comedians like roasted on their podcast, which isn't a fair, a fair assessment of the show because they just look for things to talk shit about. So, yeah, this uh. one is. <laughs> well, and it's funny you guys actually kind of brought that up because um, Mark Long actually just posted a couple hours ago on Twitter that he thinks Marie would be epic on the Challenge All-Stars. Well, he, because Mark Long is a good casting producer and knows that she is an outsized amount of affection and love in the challenge fandom, which yeah. I, as someone I absolutely liked Marie on the show and really, I, but has been one of the most surprising, like, oh, wow, like she's like one of the most beloved people, like 
great yeah. like, I'm a fan, but I just wasn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that until I kind of realized that in the last six months or so, she really comes up over and over is like, that's who we want back. We want Marie's like, she's, she's shocked too. Yeah. Like she we was just, shocked. we just interviewed her and we were telling her, you know, we were like, Oh, blah, 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 you know, about this. She's like, you guys are lying to me. And I'm like, no, the fans love you, Marie. And yeah. she's like, she's like, everybody just talks shit to me. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's, but yeah, <laughs> no, the it's fans bit, love you. <laughs> I think too, cause the, like all the spoiler accounts and some of the like anonymous, uh, like decent sized fan accounts are all like very, very pro Marie is like the one they like throw out the most often. And I think that yep. has a lot of influence, but yeah yeah um, absolutely I try, to, I try to only follow so many of those accounts only when i have to so thankfully we're thankfully we're in the spoiler territory where i can unfollow or hide all of them right now so that i don't have <laughs> uh the new challenge season spoiled for me right yeah <laughs> uh, so you're anti-spoiler does that go for cast I, as well no, or no, just... i want to hear the cast the, i love all the casting like the as it's happening yeah. this person that's just all we do person. i'm yeah. good with that and then the moment i feel like uh we get uh uh like pretty firm like this is who the cast is going to be we're hiding that because i don't want to start hearing eliminations and this yeah. happened or that happened and um i unfortunately did I, I unfollow all of them, but then I occasionally catch like the stray someone else like retweeting yeah. commenting on yeah. one. So like I know one specific elimination in All Stars three, and it pisses me off oh. what happens oh, and that yeah. I know that it happens, and it like yeah. really is like bumming me out already. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't I was, even want to watch it. Yeah, so far. Well, I mean, I'm still do because it I'm very, the cast is it's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. For the groups we have to run on Facebook, um, we kind of have to know about spoilers so yeah. we can keep people from sharing Moderated. said spoilers. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, at first it was tough, but now I've gotten to the point where like, it's like, okay, I still want to see how everything plays out, though. I need to know yeah. how yeah. the context to it all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Yeah, because we just pick up like, we'll pick up like the base, like the base level of like spoilers, you know? Um, mm -hmm. just like I, like he said, so we can kind of catch that stuff. If people are like in the comments trying to ruin it for people, cause people will literally just go in the comments and be like, um, like for yeah. so -and -so spies, one. lies and allies, like literally before the season, a couple weeks before the season even started, there was this guy that was in our, or, yeah, it was this guy that was in our groups and he just kept going around to all these different posts. And he was just like, CT wins his, wins the season, wins back to back this yeah. season. Boom, boom, boom. Just it had the posts had nothing to do with CT or anything like that. He was just doing it to be an asshole. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, so just like, a bummer. That's what that person has to do to entertain themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a shame, but you know, it's, some people just like to watch the world burn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have to say this has been truly wonderful, but I'm, uh, I'm pushing yeah. the two o'clock hour here. So I'm going yeah. to have to power out here. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I was looking at the time too. I was like, uh, we, our uh, son's going to be up in like six hours. It's still going to take me another hour and a half, two hours to fall asleep. So yep. Jacob, you well, know what? Luckily I still have a voice because I got to record my, uh, my season five recap tomorrow. I was going to record it today, but then I was like, I lose my voice really easily after talking uh, for like an hour. So I better not do that. If we're going on another <laughs> podcast, I better wait that one out, do it the next day. So oh, yeah. get we'll up sure. right and early and finish out that season and start, start season six. 
I love there it. You go. Yeah, we're we're getting ready to make the transition of switching our schedules so we can, uh, we can get Stars ready here. for All Stars 3. Jacob, I, I want to thank yeah. you so much for coming yeah. on. We really did have a blast. And honestly, anytime you want to hop back on, um, whether it's for a roundtable um, where we just talk about something random like this, or if you want to come on and do like a recap of like when All Stars 3 comes on. Hop on an interview. Or hop on an interview. Like I said, get your feet, uh, get your feet wet with, you know, one of those. I think... I don't know what we have coming up anytime soon, but I know we're working on quite a few. Yeah. Um, so yeah. once we get one lined out, um, I'll have Karina shoot you a message and let you know what's coming up. And if you want to hop on and yeah. kind of see what's all about. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I appreciate all that. And yeah, I uh, will say it. Don't give me that open door. I'm going to turn it back on you because I would literally just every week be like, you want someone out extra on the show? Um, but I am thankfully very fortunate to kind of make my own schedule and be able to dedicate a lot of time to this fun hobby of mine. And so literally any week you need someone, uh, if you like need to fill a spot or even like day of like someone, a kid gets sick or whatever, and you want an extra person, I'm probably available. And, you know, I check my Instagram and email every day. So anytime you need an emergency fill in or just want one extra voice, you, you send the, the invite and I will more than likely be there. So thank oh, you yeah. guys so much. It. And I definitely enjoy all the content. And I I don't just say it because I'm talking to you right now, but your guys is just the my favorite of the other five dozen challenge podcasts that <laughs> I try to listen to. So well, it's thanks. great to thank have you. been able to join my favorite one. So oh, thanks. you guys in person. It's awesome. It's been awesome to sit here and talk to you and, uh, you know, just kind of get to know, get to know you better, get to know your fandom better. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And, and thanks for the support, man. Like, and, um, I also wanted to say earlier, I know that we started our, um, our, like you and I started talking on Instagram when you were working on changing your, your logo, um, your color (laughs) design logo thing. And I just want to say, I love the decision that you went with. Um, I think it pops so much better than when you had like the brown background Mm -hmm. with the yellow writing love it love it love it so i just wanted to say that because i i noticed it when i was sending you the message today and i don't know how i didn't notice it before because i know it's been changed for a minute it just didn't click until today i was like he changed his logo and i really like that it looks really good so still very um, easy simple photoshop uh but thank you yes i love it i love it a little easier to look at for sure so (laughs) So. Um, and yeah you were very kind offering some tips back then i'm still I did not end up diving into Photoshop and Premiere Pro <laughs> quite as much yet, but soon because the the first goal is get all these seasons documented and like backfill yeah. and all the clips and the stats and everything and put out the podcast and the Instagram content reviewing all of them. But then after that happens, I'm hoping to learn some editing and do more like, all right, let's do a 10 minute deep dive on Johnny Bananas. And I have all of the thing, the resources necessary to very easily put this together. Right. Um, but yeah, except for the, the editing skills. So, <laughs> but we'll get those in due time. Oh, well, yeah. if you ever have any questions or you need help with uh, Photoshop, let me know. I usually do most of the artwork for us. So yeah, uh, perfect. I feel we'll free do. to ask, send yeah. me a message. I'll give you some pointers on it. Um, I appreciate but- it. All right. Well, we'll let cool. you, we'll let you get to bed. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll touch base and yeah, as soon as I know for sure what day it's releasing, I'll let you know ahead of time. And, um, 
yeah, it was awesome to meet you. Thanks again, Jacob. Wonderful. You as well. Have a great rest of your night, y'all. All right. All right thanks, Bye. Jacob. Wow, that was a lot of fun. And that was Ooh. like actually a really in-depth uh, conversation. I feel like we touched a lot of a wow. lot of great points and, and went over a lot of really, really great seasons. We did. I, I, honestly, like, I know that every time we do these lists, we always end up asking the supporters and the fandom, like, hey, what did we miss, right? I really can't think of, like, anything that we possibly could have missed. Like, what could we have missed? You know what I mean? None. Like, I mean, I'll still, I'm still going to put the poll out and I'll still put the thing up for everybody. If there's any, like, absolutely epic, you know, single season, um, how do I, how do I want to wear this? You know, that you think is like the best single season ever played. um, And we didn't talk about it on this episode. Please make sure you let us know. Uh, we'll have the IG stories up a couple day in a couple days after this drops. You can always send us a message. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Um, you can also come join our Facebook groups, and you can call us out publicly there and tell us that you know we suck at this. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> and the word Karina or the phrase Karina was looking for was most dominant season by a challenge competitor. Thank you. It's been a long day, guys. It's like already after midnight here, um, and we were up really late last night as well, past you know like one or two a.m., and then up at like. 6 7 a.m. with the kiddo didn't nap or do anything today and then recording all night like we rearranged our house today like it's just been a really long day my brain is not uh not firing on on all cylinders right now to say the least so yeah I mean I I loved having Jacob on that was a lot of fun it was it's been a long time in the making i've been talking with him for a long time about like trying to find the right thing to collaborate on because that's like honestly like one of the hardest parts about doing these collaboration episodes with other creators is it's like you want to do the right you know the right type of topic or the right situation that you know best highlights what they like to focus on Um, you know, and so it was like, it was, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, what could we talk with him about? And then it just hit us, you know, best, most dominant season ever played in history. And we got to do that episode with the challenge historian. And that's pretty friggin' awesome. If you ask me. No, 100% agreed. Um, but I second everything you said. It's been a long ass day. (laughs) It's late. So I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. All right. So everyone, thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening. We really do appreciate the support. Um, If you haven't gotten a chance, go ahead and uh, subscribe, follow, download the episode. Make sure you rate us five stars. If you don't, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. Thank you, <laughs> Bomani. Um, but for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful, talented wife, Karina Hayes, um, even though we had to dip out a little bit early, Tony stats and info Lance and then a very very big shout out and a very big thank you to Jacob Hollabaugh from the challenge historian podcast and the challenge historian IG page for hopping on and discussing this with us it it was a great time and I don't know what else I can say about it (laughs) Um, otherwise guys thank you once again for tuning in no we love you hope everything's going good for y'all And as always, you guys have any questions, you want to talk to us about anything, hit us up. We link everything. Come find us. That's it. 
Bye. Bye.